Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight, and alongside me we have Freddy. Always keeping it spoopy. Always and forever. Good 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 job, Freddy. I'm glad you're always keeping it spoopy. Mm-hmm. You know who's not keeping do. it spoopy right now? David. Damn. David is not keeping it spoopy. He is still not here and nah, I'm nah, upset nah. about it. Just kidding. David is actually dealing with some pretty serious shit right now, so <laughs> we will miss you. Hopefully he's on the next episode. But that's also known as 99. We are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. You can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife, and that's night with a what? K! By pledging on Patreon, you have access to the show ad-free and as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. An episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Now... Continuing things with our Listener Choice Month, also known as Ghoulish Nights. This is our last one, actually, so we made it through the whole rigmarole, everybody. But we are joined once again by Molly Henry, the blogging banshee herself. (laughs) Welcome again to the show, Molly. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Yes, thank you for having me again. I'm excited. Of of course. I'm glad our shenanigans didn't keep you away, so that's that's good. (laughs) (laughs) That's really, really good. But... We are actually discussing a movie that we slightly discussed last week, but not really because a lot of people say it's the same and there are similarities, but it's not the same, but it's the same, same, but different. But we are talking about Ginger Snaps, a 2000 icon of a film, I feel like. It really is. <laughs> like it's, it's probably one of the best. And, and I am you can quote me on this, everyone. They're probably one of the best werewolf movies out there. Not even fucking kidding. <laughs> I, I agree. I get a kidding. lot of shit for because I always say that this is my favorite werewolf film. Um, and of course, there are the American Werewolf in London stands who are sure. like, no, this is. Um, but to be honest, that one's not even in my top five werewolf films. Ooh. I know. I know. But mm. it's I mean, my number two, it's always Ginger Snaps and Dog Soldiers. And then it, the oh. the rest varies a little bit. But Dog yeah. Soldiers. That's my second one as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like Cursed as well, but I'm not actually mm. the biggest fan of werewolf films. But mm. first and foremost, before we even like start talking <laughs> about werewolves and shit, what are our thoughts about Ginger Snaps? I know, Freddie, this was your first time watching this, so you go first, sir. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, of course, you guys were talking about it the last episode with Jennifer's Body, and I see the similarities now. But yeah, I went into this movie completely blind. I did not watch a trailer. I try to keep things that way. When watching a new horror movie, have you heard of this before? Only through you, to be honest. Okay, yeah, so that's fine. You know, I always take your recommendations pretty seriously too, because every time I've seen a new movie while doing this podcast, it always surprises me. Um, Of course, one of the biggest ones with Autopsy of Jane Doe, which was fantastic. And I gotta say, your reputation uh, precedes you. This is a really great (laughs) fucking movie. Um, The symbolism in here is so. Uh, so well done about like transformation for like people around that age and what they're going through and how it feels. Uh, it's one of those films that I feel like can't, I can't get out of my head. And it's right. something that I like, I keep thinking about. It's like, Oh, you know what? That could have been a metaphor for this. You know what? That could also be a different double meaning for this. And 
it just kept me thinking about it. And I, I haven't seen this film since last week because I thought we were going to record last week. And I didn't even have to right. rewatch it because it's so memorable. And yeah. I just kept on like playing the entire movie in my head, which I have to give credit to all of the actors in it. And there's not a huge cast, a very unknown cast as well when I was like looking it up. But overall, I was very pleased with this. And yeah, yeah I mean, I'm really happy I watched it and I'm really happy to discuss it as well. Oh, I'm I'm cheesing over here. Nobody can see me, but Bali and I are both like super cheesy right now. <laughs> and uh, get, my, as I do a dance over here that no one can see, but you guys. <laughs> no, we, we we know how you feel about this, Molly. But uh, if you don't mind going a little bit more in depth, why is this considered your favorite? I guess werewolf film. And and you are a gender snap stan. Like your yes. Twitter account is like a gender snap my, stan account. My my banner <laughs> on my Twitter account is an image from this movie. Mm. Yes. Like <laughs> and it's I it's my favorite werewolf film, but over the years it has become just my favorite horror film in general as well. Yeah, it's a comfort movie for sure. Yeah. And it's um it's funny because it's one of those ones that when it first came out on I think it still would have been VHS, maybe VHS and DVD. Um, but I remember going. I think it was a combo. Yeah, I remember going to Blockbuster and seeing it on the shelf and thinking it looks so bad because the cover is just super cheesy. It, the cover art is really bad. Yeah, for all of them for all three of them, they're really yeah. Bad. <laughs> and it's like it's funny because I have IMDb pulled up right now and it's a different poster than what was on the actual cover. It was like the red one with the two sisters and it's like not even how they look in the movie and it's yeah. Um, they're very airbrushed. I know yeah, but it's actually yeah. it was. Actually Actually, um, a girl that I had a crush on who grew up in the neighborhood where it was filmed, who convinced mm. me to watch it. Mm. And it has been a favorite since then. Um, this, for me, I like anyone who follows me or knows about what I write about, like uterus horror is a big thing for me. Right. And Carrie is definitely the OG uterus horror film. But Ginger Snaps is what brought about the revival of it. Like, just the themes in there about young women going through puberty and the way it's represented. And I feel like lycanthropy specifically is so well suited for that. Right. Um, right. Because it's like, it's very visceral and bloody and gory. And it's, I mean, when it's you're a girl, that's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so, it, per, it lines so perfectly and the performances are fantastic and it's so well written. Um I actually, when I wrote about this film, when I first started my uterus heart, hor- wow, I can't talk uterus horror column. <laughs> I got, I had the opportunity to interview Karen Walton, who wrote the film, and she's amazing. I absolutely love wow. her. Um, That's awesome. And she's so sweet. Afterwards, she was like, "Oh, if you're ever up in Canada, I'll, I'll take you um, out to a bar or whatever." <laughs> Oh, that's, that's so right. cool. Okay. That's, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just, I I really connected with this. Honestly, in the entire film, I'll, I'll say what they are later, but there are literally only two things in the entire film that I do not like. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not enough for me to take away from my overall enjoyment of the film. It's just so fantastic. Right. And the, the charisma between the two sisters is so perfect, and their relationship is so well-written. It's so good. Everything. It's so good. I just... I, it, uh, and I love I, I, the biological aspect, too. Again, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll get into that later, but... And the, yeah. the creature design is so good. A lot of people don't like it because it's basically a naked, hairless werewolf. But I think... <laughs> it's perfect. I think that's kind of realistic how they did it like if a human was actually becoming a werewolf i feel like 
the way they explain the lycanthropy in this and that biological aspect, it makes so much more sense than for her to be this like hairy beast at the end of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's right. I could go on for hours about this film, so <laughs> stop me at any time. <laughs> no worries, no worries. I, I, I'll just say what I think really quick. Um, I love this fucking movie, as, as everyone probably knows. I think Ginger Snaps is so cool. Um, I had the opportunity to see this um, definitely too young, and... <laughs> I grew up with only women and I was just like, I was like, this is, this is like all about periods. Like, <laughs> like yep. so I, and I think it was maybe 14 when I seen it, um, which was maybe what I don't, whatever. I'm not going to, I'm not going to throw it dates out there. I'm not going to age myself, but, um, I, I saw this a while back and when I saw it, I was, I heard of it from my uncle. And he was like, have you heard of Ginger Snaps? It's pretty wild, blah, blah, blah. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I was, and it, it's odd because there are some things in there, I'm, I'm right there with you, that I'm not a fan of that we definitely will talk about. Um, but it's fine. Like I, Either way, this movie fucking rules. It's, it's so much fun. It's a blast to just have on by yourself, to have on with friends. To, it, it's, just, it's, a, it's a fun movie. This is just a legit fun movie. And I I love, love, love Ginger Snaps. It's it's so cool. So damn cool. But anyway, let's go and jump into the plot before we uh before we go ahead and just keep on going and blabbing about how much we love this movie. Ginger Snaps, directed by John Foss Fawcett? Foss you might have need to help me on that one, Molly. Is that is that I, how you say his last I pronounce it just Fawcett. I don't know Fawcett? if that's okay. I don't know if that's the correct way, but that's how I've always said it. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, technically released in 2000, but I'm just going to give the actual release date for everyone else. Released May 11th of 2001, runtime of one hour and 48 minutes, a budget of $4.5 million, with a box office of $572,000. Um, <laughs> yeah, this movie was seemed like it was a little expensive to make, but rightfully so. There's a lot of cool practical shit in this movie. Sounds good to me. Uh, a rating of ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow! Oh man, I'm well I'm said. very quietly kick clapping over here to that. <laughs> very well deserved. I know. Um, I saw the ratings on Shutter, and uh, when I was going through the ratings, obviously Shutter was five schools out of five schools. But um, I was looking at the reviews and. It's, just seeing like some of the one skulls in there, and I was just like, man, like these dudes just they really don't get it. Like, <laughs> and I'm sure it was all guys too. I'm it sure, probably yeah. Was. yeah, it probably totally was. I've never met a yeah. woman that didn't like this movie. I'm sure there are some out there, but I've never met one. Yeah, I, I don't think I have either. I've met women who've never seen it, yeah. but I, I don't, I don't well, think I've met anyone who doesn't like it. I should actually change that to women who like horror films because my mom does not like this right. movie. <laughs> But she doesn't count because she doesn't like horror. Fair enough. Fair enough. We open to many homes that all oddly look the same. And this just kind of right off the bat gives us the premise of what we're getting into with this town. Uh, Cutting to signage of Bailey Downs, a safe and caring community. Um, As the wind blows, we move to a child playing in a sandbox while his mother uh, rakes leaves uh, from the ground. While the child's mother puts some leaves into the garbage bag, a little boy touches his face, smearing blood onto his lip. This already just looks great. Yeah, like it's just this, you already just kind of like off the bat, like what am I kind of getting into? I don't really know, but hey. his mom comes up to him, asking him what does he have there, only to reveal a severed canine paw 
in the box. She throws it and picks up her son while calling out to their dog, Baxter. She starts to scream when pulling her son in close as the dog is mangled outside of this doghouse. <sighs> this <laughs> looks so intense. And granted, the yeah. puppeteering of the dog doesn't look great, but <laughs> the gore on the dog and the way how mangled it is and the destruction of this doghouse... Oh, it looks so great. It, it reminds me of, you know, how like sometimes we see it. I guess we see this a lot in horror films. We get it a lot. We got it in Wreck twice uh, when the villain pulls the protagonist in and we can't see them anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of that happened to this poor animal, but fuck, this looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> this looks cool. Uh, we fade to the title sequence, then to our awkward angst team protagonist, Bridget, um, coming out of her garage with a gas can, blowtorch, extension cord, and chainsaw. Um, now, I do have to ask you, Freddie, since this is your first time watching this, what, just based off of this first kind of five minutes of the introduction of the sisters here, what was running through your mind? Like, like did it seem like... The, because you knew this was right. a werewolf movie, right? That's the only thing I knew. <laughs> and, okay, yeah. so did, did it seem like the sisters already kind of knew what was going on? Someone was a werewolf, and it, 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 it kind of played like that. Right? Oh, for sure. To, uh, to you, it right? It definitely, okay. like, the way they have this, like, exposition of this opener is that this is what's at stake. Like, something is killing a dog ravishly. And now let me introduce you to these two little girls who are, like, showing suicide and killing photography and i'm like what the hell is this movie so this is a very cool. prince movie <laughs> god damn it i'm in and i was like okay i know what i'm getting myself into it's not one of those standard movies it's not one of your standard horror movies this is something very unique it's something very original um at this point i had no idea where the movie was taking me but it got my attention and it got like i don't know I, it, it was very entertaining to see because i haven't seen anything like this for sure and I was like, okay, yeah. I'm glad I went in blind, too. It's like, I don't see where the werewolf aspect comes in. I actually thought one of the girls was a werewolf already. Mm. And that's, okay. like, the that's aftermath of, like, the night before. Yeah. Yeah, but... That makes that yeah. makes total sense. That makes total, total sense. I mean, it, all of this could be just chalked up to their bond and their chemistry, though, right? Oh, for sure. Like, they, yeah. you know, they're, they're that intertwined that us as an audience felt, not duped, but... Um, kind of felt that faucet of like oh wait now she's a lichen got it (laughs) (laughs) oh what i was shown earlier is just them being normal gotcha (laughs) right on that's just them (laughs) yeah great the woman with her son can be heard screaming then yelling um that it got their dog i love this i love how funny this movie is i love how morbidly funny this movie is yeah <laughs> kids playing immediately stop and look at her or they're stop playing like their street hockey right um and then they just like kind of shrug and go back to play street hockey again bridget looks at their neighbor's dog norman who's barking telling him to shut up got to a commercial on, on tv and someone moving a blade on their wrist bridget comes into the room with all of the tools telling them that baxter is fertilizer and nobody cares the other girl ginger is still trying uh, for her wrist but it isn't going it isn't going quite the way she wants it, yelling, fuck, following the bed, sighing that she is slitting her throat instead. All right. <laughs> I, just there. The morbidity behind this film is, first of all, probably one of the most interesting aspects behind making these sisters click. I think that is fantastic. And 
it, it's funny because their home life is very conservative. <laughs> well, it, it's it's I don't know. It's super interesting. It's really really interesting. I, I always feel like more of the conservative households are the ones that have a a lot more interesting backgrounds. Yeah, <laughs> a lot more angst. Yeah, I guess can come out of that. That's for sure. Uh, she tells Bridget that she should hang. Um, she should hang while Bridget comments on her final moments being cliche. Ginger tells her not theirs. Theirs will rock. Bridget um, asks her if their de- if their death should be more more than cheap entertainment. But Ginger reminds her that this was Bridget's idea and to not wuss out. Bridget gets up thinking about people just laughing at her lifeless corpse. But Ginger tells her that uh, that they will be in awe. Suicide being the ultimate fuck you, and it is them the pact. And I love the nuance too of the pact, right? Like the, we we get we get the werewolf or the wolf traits very often in this film. First and foremost, the fact that main the main cuisine for the werewolves or the creature is or what do they call it the beast of Bellow Downs right? or Bailey Downs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but of this beast is canines, and it, it's kind of like this whole thing of superiority and and so on and so forth. But yeah, do we? find out who that werewolf was ever like in in the trilogy no Mm. i i don't think that it's anyone at least from that area or if it was it's not someone that anyone knew about um the only one that we in the sequels we kind of figure out who those werewolves are like to me it's pretty obvious who the werewolf is in the second one um But I'm, I can't say that yet because... <laughs> no future spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no future spoilers. No future spoilers. The second one's really cool, though, Freddie. It's, it's I'll like, check it out for sure. Yeah, I, I would definitely say check it out. It, it's very cool. It's a, it picks up literally where this kind of leaves off, mm-hmm. too. But... Yeah, pretty fun. Uh, Bridget tells her that it is easy for for her because she doesn't care. Ginger reminding her that they they swore that they will go together. Uh, Bridget uh, reminding her that uh, that they were eight at the time. Ginger questioning her with a snark. The fact that they were thinking about like suicide and shit by the age of eight is bonkers. <laughs> she reaches her palm out to Bridget with their saying, "Out by sixteen or dead in the scene, but together forever." End quote. Bridget looks at the scratch. Uh, looks at the scratch that is on their palm of their hand. Ginger clearing her throat, saying the ending once again, showcasing the same scratch on her palm, and once again, kind of giving us that uh, red herring of like, oh, they're both werewolves mm-hmm. right off the bat. Uh, Bridget grabs Ginger's hand, saying, "Quote united against life as we know it." End quote. Ginger tells her th- uh, that them that them being dead will be the shit. <laughs> and to trust her i love i just once again it's just this is total like 2000s lingo too <laughs> like it's just like wicked and it's, just, <laughs> it's also it's like super canadian I, super <laughs> canadian, so canadian super duper canadian for sure yeah it, molly if, if you weren't available for this episode i was totally gonna be like i was gonna get like trace i mean not trace excuse me uh joe to oh, mm-hmm. get his like canadian aspect <laughs> behind it too but yeah this is total canadian you're close enough you're in you're in oregon right yeah washington? i i yeah. lived in washington for most of my life too so i i was a l- close, close to the enough. border <laughs> yeah close enough <laughs> we got to ginger impaled on a pi- on a picket white fence bridget telling her that there is too much blood yelling that she can uh, see her conch <laughs> 
Uh, Ginger flips her off, yelling for her to just do it. And I just love the relationship. The relationship is perfect. Mm -hmm. Bridget snaps the picture. We montage through the opening of cast showcasing their suicide, quote unquote, photos. Um, And it's quite creative, actually. Uh, a, A lot of them are just very, very creative. And bear with me, everybody. But this sequence here reminds me very much of um sinister of oh, how oh, for most sure. of the family deaths yeah. are in sinister like, yeah it very much reminds me of that and how like morbid it is but um yeah very interesting flash to the uh, classroom cheering clapping and whistling while ginger smiles from the tears and bridget stone face from all of it and you start to now get a sense that like like okay they're they're the same, but they're different. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, like Ginger doesn't really mind having the spotlight on her too much, but totally, Bridget's just like, nah, fam. <laughs> like, keep me in the shadows. I'm not trying to deal with this right now. Their teacher slash counselor, Mister Wayne, silences the class. Uh, silences the cheers, claiming that their real was disturbing, but that the fi- but. Uh, that the Fitzgerald sisters uh, worked, but switches uh, that he is completely disgusted and sickened, demanding for them to see him in his guidance office. Jason blurts the question of them being able to see Ginger's parts again um, in the video, while the other boys whoop and clap. (laughs) Sounds like... I want to say that sounds like high school, but that is just... Some men probably still do that right now. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say that doesn't end yeah. once high school ends. Yeah, that that definitely does not end. Uh, Mr. Wayne quiets them all down. Ginger flirtatiously looking at Jason while Bridget stares in annoyance. They're at PE or or hockey. I, I don't know. Was this lacrosse or hockey? It's what, what, field what hockey. Is it, it was field uh, hockey, yeah. okay. which okay. is very I big in Canada. Here. Oh, is it? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, field I've hockey. seen many Canadian films with girls in high school that play field hockey. <laughs> I guess uh, the big thing here is like water polo when it comes to like that particular type of contact sport. I guess hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I know. My wife was really big into water polo when she was in, in high school. Oh, okay. Me yeah. too. I yeah. was in water polo all four years. Were you? Yeah, for high school. I wow. never played a sport a day in my life. It was brutal. I bet. Oh, yeah. I've seen some <laughs> matches and I've seen some bloodshed. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. Anything goes under the water. I didn't do this sport either. If they can't see it, it never happened. <laughs> That's true. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah you claw you underwater. And shit. <laughs> yeah, people used to uh, break the lane lines and slap people underwater. It's nuts. I don't what? even know what that means. Yeah. Those, uh, what's, a, what's a lane line? You know those like floating lanes? For like, lots oh yeah. yeah, like those little buoy things break off like pieces of the plastic and just like, yeah. Oh, I thought you grabbed wow. those when you're yeah. just like, oh, I'm tired of swimming. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was like to split you off. <laughs> As you all know, I also don't like the water, so I don't <laughs> swim much. <laughs> they're at PE, Ginger and Bridget smoking in the field while their p- classmates play field hockey, not lacrosse. Jason with his friends Tim and Ben. <clears throat> Excuse me. Shouts for the ladies to quote unquote run for daddy while his friends chuckle. He looks at Ginger telling Tim and Ben that she is ready to go. Them questioning him on wanting to quote unquote do a Fitzgerald. Jason uh, lets them lets him know that he isn't referring to Bridget but Ginger. Ginger notices him saying that he that she thinks he just checked her out. 
Bridget looks over looks over at the goofs while Jason smirks. Ginger hits her on hits her to grab her attention and turn around. She asks Ginger if she cares, commenting that high school is a micro is a microbreeder's machine, a total hormonal toilet, adding that she would rather wait it out um in their room. Ginger is stretching her back. Bridget asks her, ask her what's wrong with it, but Ginger tells her that she doesn't know, then changes the subject, calling out search and destroy. And I assume this just was referring to the match itself, right? The search and destroy part? No, I think that's the game that they do. That's the game that they play? Yeah, okay. it's, they call it search and destroy. Got it. Because I never understood that. Part. Yeah, the part but, when okay. they're they're looking for someone to, and then they decide how they die. <laughs> Got it. Okay, that's <laughs> right. Um, a group of girls are giggling next to them, Bridget agreeing, then calling out to Trina Sinclair. Ginger looks at her, claiming that it is an ex- that it is an excellent selection, telling Bridget to continue. Bridget calls out Trina's name again, quote, DOA at the hair dye aisle, perished while seeking matching ba- uh, ber- uh, berets on nothing but dye pills and laxatives, end quote. Fuck, that's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, One probably not untrue. <laughs> Probably not, Andrew. You're you're definitely right. <laughs> One of Trina's friends is passing, uh, is walking past them, overhearing what they are saying, and shares information with her as they continue. Trina scowls at the both of them, mouthing "fucking bitches," but their teacher blows the whistle, changing the order of their uh, of who plays the game. They get into position for the game. Ginger telling Bridget that she will cover her, while Trina looks at them both with start with a starving smile. The game begins. The boys seductively chant for them to run. Ginger flips them off. But it steers her attention off of Trina and Bridget. Trina rams into Bridget, causing the boys to stand up from their impact, commenting that the beast of Bailey Down strikes again. Ben adding that that is four dogs this week, then revealing that Trina shoved her into an exposed carcass of a dog. Now, this is very oddly filmed right on this portion here, (laughs) because at first you think that's Trina's nickname. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like i know i i always get that confused every time i rewatch this movie or it's like oh wait that's that's right that's what they call the creature of this town but it, it makes it seem like yeah. like oh the beast of bailey downs after she kind of hits her down to the ground it's just like damn that's a that's a dope ass nickname but that's not her nickname. man i've never <laughs> noticed that before but yeah it definitely does make it sound like, <laughs> like right she's the one that's the beast like they were mm. like they're all stoked after she gets smacked in and and it's just like it makes her seem like she's the beast of Bailey Downs and it's just like eh, she ain't. <laughs> Trina mocks Bridget while she is trying to hold it all in. Ginger asking her if she is okay. Bridget sarcastically says terrific while the others are laughing. And there is a lot of sarcasm in this movie. A lot of sarcasm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's probably it's why fantastic. I like it. <laughs> It's fantastic. <laughs> Ginger goes up to Trina, telling her not to e- ever touch her sister again. Trina, trying to be a hard ass, tells her to make her while pushing Ginger. The teacher breaks them up, and Ginger goes back to tend to her sister. Cut to Bridget being handed a towel from the janitor. Ginger mockingly saying that that the gen- that the janitor was looking right down her shirt. Do you think this was true? No. Like, do you think? I don't think no, so. Too. I, I don't think yeah. so either. I, like, I I always thought that the janitor was very sweet. I think yeah, that that Ginger's just being a dick because <laughs> she yeah. likes to be a dick. <laughs> right. That's fair. She doesn't believe her, and Ginger asks if ask her if she if she would like her for her to kill her, but Bridget tells her whatever. 
Ginger tells her that this isn't whatever, and Bridget brings up torture. Ginger tells uh, tells her anything she wants. Outside on campus, Tr- Trina is with her groups of friends, groups of friends walking her dog. Bridget bringing it uh, to Ginger's attention, saying that they can kidnap it and make it look like it got eaten by the beast of Bailey Downs with the, uh, with their fake blood and props. Fucked up, but <laughs> right. I mean, know? at least they were going to use props and not actually kill the dog. That's true. <laughs> Silver but, lining. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess we have to look at the, you know, the, the broader picture here. <laughs> uh, Ginger smiles at the, at the idea and tells her that uh, they should do it. Meanwhile, Sam pulls up in his yellow van. Trina and Jason greeting him. Ginger adds that Trina screws a drug dealer and that's at, that's asking for negative attention. Sam hands some weed to Jason while Trina asks him if he's going to call her later. And um, yeah, totally the smart thing to do is to you know, blast music and bring a lot of attention to yourself while you're handing someone drugs. Especially when it's high school students that are still right. on their right. campus. <laughs> exactly. It, you're in a yellow van. You're so obvious. It's, it's Chris Lemshi. He can do whatever he wants, obviously. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But he reverses while she is asking him um, if, if he's going to call her, but he ignores her while looking back at Ginger, then drives off. Ginger tells her sister that it is time to go. Jason starts making his way towards the two girls. She tells Bridget that she would uh, let idiots get away with fucking her up, and that is why Buddha made her to stop them. And I love that how you get a sense of, like, like, oh, this might actually be their real religion, too. Like, they might be Buddhist, and I like to think that they are. <laughs> They're not very peaceful considering That's they're Buddhist. True. They're definitely yeah. not, which is why I like to think that they are. They're just like bad at practicing. <laughs> yeah. Bridget sarcastically says that she is kicking ass. Ginger telling her uh, to give her one shot and she would nail her ass. I believe it. Jason calls out to Ginger mentioning that he thinks uh, that they should that they should get together. She stares at him for a moment then tells him no while walking off. Cut, and I love how she's staring at him. It's like <laughs> It's not like a, uh, like, what are you d- talking about? No, it's more of like a, like, why are we talking? No, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I think she's kind of in shock that he's right. even talking to her. <laughs> right. She's just like, uh, we don't, we, we don't know each other like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> cut to them walking home. Bridget takes a picture asking Ginger to not, uh, go average on her. Ginger assures her that she'd rather be dead than conform. Bridget ad- adds that she'd rather die than to be th- be there without her. She jokingly tells Bridget that she isn't, wh- uh, while playfully pushing her. Their mom, Pam, sees, t- uh, sees, telling her not to push her sister, while Ginger slyly comments on their gene pool. The family <laughs> is eating dinner quietly together until Ginger's, uh, Ginger is asked by her mom why she is rubbing her back. Her mom asks her why, why, and Ginger gives a literal answer on the reaction of back pain. This causes Bridget to smirk, their mom saying that she isn't funny. Ginger, qu- uh, qu- uh, quick with a rebuttal, that she is. Her, mo- her mom asked her again on how she hurt her back. Ginger quickly answered, quote-unquote, being dead. <laughs> Pam is, is asking more detailed if it hurts by her tailbone or higher, and if it is tight throughout her stomach. Ginger suspiciously says, quote, maybe, and might, end quote, to her mother's spot-on questions. She exclaims in Quote, unquote, oh, my God, with a smile asking Ginger if she thinks it's cramps, causing her to cough and choke uh, to give it a rest. And I love how, like, they're just, like, kind of like, ew, no, <laughs> right? what yeah. are you talking about, mom? No. When they're totally, like, they're late bloomers, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, It's 
makes this even more interesting as to them being um or you know obtaining well actually i guess i guess we never even know that because i think bridget never gets her period right uh so she's still yeah she's not still the film. yeah yeah so it's it's super interesting that like they have this as that context of letting us know that um okay they're not like they're not like just outcasts but they're they are also you know genetically i guess slower i <laughs> guess um but I was going to say genetically modified. But, that is not right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's it's interesting seeing this kind of in context and things like that with um, the whole thing based on puberty and hormones right. and so on and so forth. And how all these men around them and even Trina even are super like, you know, blazing off their hormones and, and very, very in tune to, I guess, their sexuality and all this whole other stuff. Um, rather these two other women are more, I would, I would even say asexual where it's kind of like they're really conform into learning more about themselves versus talking about it. And it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Super fascinating. I have to agree. This is definitely one of those very original coming of age stories that you don't really feel like you'd get out of ginger snaps. And I think that's what I really yeah. liked about this movie is because they talk about the transformation of what she goes through the entire movie. But at the same time, this is a transformation that is changing your body, uh, changing your attitude, uh, toxic relationships with friendships that you have. And then once you start developing, you may grow apart from some people who haven't gone there yet. Um, there's a lot of like deep dives you can go into this movie. And that's what I really appreciate about it. And I think it was very subtle about it too with just like the back pains and then it actually like yeah. reaches to the point of like what happens next and that's exactly what happens with the transformation of her becoming a werewolf too there's subtle changes mm-hmm. and little by little right. you see the big changes and you see how that really affects them so yeah mm-hmm. I have to really applaud this movie for that so yeah, yeah good call out yeah yeah I definitely agree and that's why we have Molly here <laughs> because, uh, yeah. we are not women and- <laughs> nope we we just know we're we're on the outside looking in. <laughs> she I, takes a swig from from her water while their dad Henry um, mentions that they are eating. Pam reminds him that the girls are both three years late menstruating and it is not normal. Ginger claims that it isn't happening. Her mom adding that it is uh, perfectly normal if it is. Ginger morbidly jokes that it is possibly cancer of the spine. Bridget chiming in with it um, possibly being tuberculosis or spondylitis. Pam quickly yells at Henry for making this a big deal, but the sisters ignore them as Ginger is getting clarification on the fusing of the vertebrae, which is spondylitis. Um, Pam tells Bridget to stop it. Ginger telling her uh, to have a fit. Um, Her mom tells her tells her that she has had enough of that tone ginger adding that makes the both of them pam tells her to head to her room she's happy to and then gets up from the table bridget close behind her and their connection is just you know infused um pam reminds bridget that she is not connected at her wrist but they both continue into the room anyway pam yells that she doesn't she doesn't want them leaving the house because her and henry have counseling adding that uh the news says that uh, there is still a wild animal on the loose Henry comments that they they never go out. Pam sarcastically letting him know that he is such a big help as usual before heading out of, out of the table. Oh, Henry! I love Mary oh. Rogers in this. She's amazing as the mom. She's so good. She's so good. It, it's man, they she does like 
talk back to her mom quite a bit. Mm. Yeah. And I, and I was just thinking to myself, I was like, ooh, if I were to do that, mom, I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't be I would here. I would be dead. Exactly. I would be dead. Like, I mean, I would be slapped across the whole. I, I'm pretty continent. sure that this was me at that age. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Really? I, I was an asshole when I was oh. in high school. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're so nice, though. <laughs> I mean, it's different when it's your parents because, like, y- you think that they're infringing on your life. Yeah, that's but, true. Like I, I'm very nervous, and my daughter is only four months old, and I am already <laughs> nervous about the teen years. I'm just like, I'm dreading it. I'm just like, oh my god, she's gonna be a teenager any day now. And I'm like, I got years. I don't know why I'm like flipping out so hardcore, and I'll cross that bridge when I get there, kind of thing. But I mean, who knows? I'm a cool dad. True. <laughs> Cut to sisters. Cut to the sisters walking towards Trina's um, with a red tinted bag. Bridget tells Ginger that uh, they are going to uh, get caught. Ginger quickly brushing that off. She adds that Trina's dog won't even be out. While Ginger irritatedly mentions that uh, that he has to pee sometime. Bridget tells her tells her that people don't leave their dogs out alone anymore. Ginger um, lets her know that she will have to distract her then while she cre- uh, creates the gore. She stops, uh, telling Ginger that she can't distract her. Ginger goes up to her, reminding her that this was her idea. If she doesn't like them, stop having them. Damn. <laughs> I mean, kind of fair enough, but yeah. sure. While walking through the park, uh, Bridget apologizes. Ginger adding that she has had it... Um, she has had it eating Trina's shit. Um, they stop when they uh, see a mangled dog that resembles Trina's. Ginger adds to uh, adds this to the plan, claiming that they can now leave a body. Bridget hesitantly agrees, and Ginger tells her to grab the animal's legs. She pushes Bridget to- uh, towards the area of the leg, Bridget letting her uh, know that the body is still warm, but she continues. When she starts picking up the corpse, the legs rip right off, causing her to throw it on the ground, calling it... Uh, Calling out that it's gross. And I love how they're just like, none of this shit bothers them at all. <laughs> it's just like the first time she got her, you know, she was about to hurl. And I just think it was because it was on her face, yeah. not because she saw it. Um, but this time she was just like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> the fact that it was warm should have been a big red flag right? for them. Right. <laughs> Maybe get the fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely ginger tells her to leave it bridget lets her know that she uh got some on her ginger checks her leg noticing the bright red liquid cruising um cruising through down her thigh she looks around in shock bridget asking her what ginger looks at her finger telling her that she just got the curse Mm. is it a curse molly oh yeah is it a curse (laughs) (laughs) being a woman in general is a curse that is just like an added insult (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's like like, like all, all the pictures just like yeah how would you like it if you bled from your thing right like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every month for every half month. your life I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> on the behalf of biology I am so sorry <laughs> no, and kind of like I, what Prince was saying I've lived with girls my whole entire life I've never lived in the household without a girl and like I just have them like can you please just explain your experience with that it's like well you'll feel it a week before You'll feel like shit. You'll have it for an entire week. And then you have two weeks of actually having a good time. I was like, damn, that really sucks. I am so sorry. Yeah. And and that's if you're lucky. Because for me, I like I've been getting them since I was 11. Right. Which sucks. Um, But I also I mean, it's undiagnosed. 
officially, but I assume based on my symptoms that I have endometriosis. So I'm pretty much in pain all the time. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So it's really fun. <laughs> Oh, can like oh, I'm no. just like is there a store where I can return this thing and get a new one? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Mine's broken. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. I like like you said, Freddie. I, I also grew up with women as well, and and pretty much everyone surrounded around me are all women. I mean, it's it's my wife, my daughter, uh, my dog, and my cat. So I'm literally <laughs> the only dude at this house, but um. Yeah, it's it's interesting, and sometimes it's funny because sometimes they're all on their that like they're in tuned. <laughs> my dog's an asshole. My cat's a little dick, and it's just like <laughs> it's like all right, great. I'm just gonna sit here and watch TV. <laughs> Bridget gives off an ill. Ginger yells that it isn't contagious and tells her to shoot um, shoot her if she starts to PMS. Um, Bridget is quiet for a moment, but their attention is turned from a creaking spring rider. Um, which I had to look that up. I've, I've never ridden on one of those things um, as a child. Oh, really? Yeah. What? My grandma always thought they were icky. So <laughs> I mean, she was just like, probably. Yeah, you're not touching that. And yeah. I was like, all right. I never knew that's what they were called, slide. though. That's Spring true. Riders, yeah. 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 Good riders. to know. I had to look it up myself. I was just like, what? What are these called? Seesaws? No, that's not a seesaw. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. <laughs> I have to look it up. Uh, but Sprig Rider. They both agree to get out of there until Ginger is pulled into the forest, screaming by a furry, growling force. Bridget calls out to her a faint growl in the distance, accompanied by another scream from Ginger. And this, the fucking sound on this is just... Right. Yeah. Chef's kiss. She springs into action for Ginger, shouting her name. She stops wheezing and gasping for air, searching for her sister. Ginger comes running towards her, falling on top of her, chanting for her to help her. The creature pulls Ginger back towards it and starts biting and shredding into her. Bridget could do nothing but watch until the wolf-like creature bites down, crushing her bones. She gets up and starts wailing on the creature to let her sister go. It releases Ginger and flings Bridget out of the way. Ginger um, pulls her sister up and they both make a run for it making it onto the road almost almost um, being hit by sam's van instead sam hits the creature with his van and the girl makes a run for it sam gets out of his van noticing all the blood on his car and then the pressurized creature is in the road behind his truck and this whole sequence. aspect of mm. this attack sequence is just my god <laughs> and brutal if we are putting this into the perspective of uterus horror um this is kind of like i guess the calm before the storm in the way where you know you're, you're going through kind of all of these hormones and these emotions and things like that that are hitting you all at once right before your period and then you have your period and you're just like uh i'm changing <laughs> and then it's gone and you're like completely manifesting into something else and it, it, it's just it's so interesting how this plays metaphorically on i guess women hormones it's just it's just such a fantastic way to just view this whole film i feel yeah. like and i never viewed it that way until i read your your blog actually <laughs> molly which is why i knew if we ever talked gender snaps i need you yeah. on this show but yeah it, it's just god it's such a fascinating Fascinating, fascinating take. The sisters burst into the into their house, Bridget screaming for their parents while trying to assist Ginger to their room. And uh, hey, it, it, it this very much, gosh, tying this back to Ginger Snaps, 
when Needy runs home calling for her mom, but her mom's not home. Mm -hmm. And same thing here. You know, it's just them calling for their mom when their mom blatantly yelled at them saying, we're not going to be here. And it's just, oh, God, (laughs) you never know. You truly want your parents until you need them, right? True. (laughs) Um, Ginger falls to the bed, Bridget telling her that she needs to see her wounds. Ginger gasps that it burns and hurts, but Bridget continues unzipping and moving her clothing to see the wound. Ginger whimpers, asking her if uh, what was that it attacked her. Bridget tries to rationalize that it was either a big dog or a bear. Ginger begins to cry while telling Bridget that there is there aren't any bears anywhere near here. Bridget starts uh, feeling on the uh, excuse me. Bridget starts feeling on the huge claw mark on her shoulder, asking if that hurts. Ginger panting that it doesn't. Um, Bridget m- uh, mentions that her wounds are already healing, claiming that it is impossible and that isn't right, insisting that they need to call um, the police. And is nine one one the same number in Canada? I think so. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I don't know because they said nine one one in in the movie, and I and I put police because a lot we, I mean, it was fifty two countries that were played in, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she tried calling the authorities, but she told her no. But uh, Ginger tells her not to call them, letting her know that she is not bleeding anymore and that she is okay. Bridget starts to cry, commenting that she uh, that she thought she was going to die, as Ginger repeats it. While Ginger is sl- uh, sleeping on Bridget, she is working to get a, get a stuck-developed photo that she took while hitting the creature with her camera. She gets the image out, showing the face of the wolf-like creature. Cut to them in school, watching a science video and a narrator saying, quote, Preying upon normal, healthy cells, the intruder gradually devours the host from within. Eventually, the invader consumes its host completely and finally destroys it. End quote. Bridget is taking notes, then looks over at Ginger, not looking too good, dropping her head onto her desk. And I love how just this whole thing of what's happening to ginger is something that they're learning pretty yeah. much in school so it's pretty that, cool that is like one of my favorite <laughs> horror movie tropes or mm-hmm. i mean i guess it's not just horror movie but any like school movie there's almost yeah. always a class that they take that's relevant to what's happening in the film and i love right. it so much like even i'm pretty <laughs> sure there's a scene like that in a nightmare on elm street too yeah yeah there is and, I, I love it. And it's, again, I, I love that they make this a biological type of infection that's taking yes, over right. in, instead of it being, I mean, they, they called getting your period, getting the curse. And right. so it's kind of interesting that it's like, that's considered a curse and so lycanthropy is considered a curse. But then in this, they they make an emphasis on that they're both biological. Um, right. So I love smart. that part. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm... Right there with you. It, I'm also very, very much a fan of that kind of stuff. Uh, Bridget and Ginger are in the convenient are in a convenience store looking for tampons and pads. Ginger comes over holding her stomach. Bridget asking if she is sure that she that it is just cramps. Ginger letting her know that those two words don't go together. <laughs> so Smashing true. Tampons out of her hands, making her way towards the counter. Yeah, I thought and like I was even. I will never ever underestimate cramps ever again. It's nope. Just, Especially mm-hmm. with my wife having to go through contractions, uh, like oh my, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> I I feel like there there's that machine that you can use where you put like the electrodes on your oh, abdomen yeah. so men can experience it. it. I'll do <laughs> it. I feel I, like I that should be it. a requirement for any yeah. man that wants to do like to say that he 
has any control over a uterus. And it's like, okay, cool. Let's hook this up to you and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know I am not in control. So please (laughs) do not. Jason is at the counter. When the sisters come up, he goes up to Ginger telling her that she could diss him, but uh, he has three sisters adding that nothing takes the edge off like smoking. Ginger shares that maybe she likes her edge, but he calls her chicken for losing it. She is thinking about it. uh, Bridget tapping her, tapping her on the shoulder and uh, Ginger immediately tapping her back. Cut to Bridget outside of the van going up to listen. Jason and the others are smoking as they pass uh, as they pass it to Ginger. She takes uh, she takes a few inhales and starts coughing while the while the group of boys start to laugh and congratulate her. Meanwhile, Bridget notices that the damage is at the front of Sam's van. Sam comes up behind her, start uh, startling her about the price of his drugs. She tells him that she she doesn't want any drugs, and he tells her um, to get out of there then. He's like, then scram, kid! <laughs> <laughs> she tells him that uh, she was just wondering uh, when uh, what what he hit. Humoring her, he tells her that it looked like a lycanthrope while taking a sip from his drink. And I love how confident he is. Like He's like, she doesn't know what this yeah. is. And like she looks like she knows what this is. I know. <laughs> what if anyone about? in this town is gonna know, she's gonna know. <laughs> right. She tells him that she knows what that is, but he doesn't believe her. She proves it by asking him if, um, if he thinks that uh, he sees werewolves a lot. His attention is a tr- is a treat or intrigued. Excuse me. Sam moves closer, questioning her if he, if she does. But he is interrupted by um, the by the commotion that's going on inside of his van. He goes to the back of his van to uh, check it out, noticing that they are all smoking in the back. Sam opens the door, asking them that they, uh, what they are doing in there. Jason uh, reasons that they just needed a place to smoke. But Sam isn't happy about it, telling him to get the fuck out of his van. Rightfully so. <laughs> Hell yeah. They are giggling because they are high, but he continues telling them to get out of his van. While they are all piling out of the back, Trina, with a chipper attitude, asks ask him what happened to his van. He quickly tells her that he uh, tapped a tree ex- excusing, her, excusing her immediately. Bridget telling her sister that it is time to go. Trina sliding with, uh, siding with her telling her to stick with her own species. Ginger tells her to stick, a, stick her fist... <laughs> I, I love all of this. There's just the whole slang and the whole thing. I, I, I'm definitely going to have to ask Joe about some of this like slang that they have in Canada because some of it does go over my head where it's just like, okay. I mean, I think stick, stick my fist. fist means exactly oh, what yeah. you think it means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's just it, a lot of it is just it's fun. That's all I could say. <laughs> While Trina's dog starts to growl and bark, causing everyone to back up. Trina is trying to calm her dog down, but uh, Ginger just kicks the dog and walks mm. away. Fuck. <laughs> Molly, what would you do if someone kicked one of your dogs? Huh. I would punch them in the face. Right. That's like, right. Rightfully so. The fact right. that Trina does nothing tells right. me that Trina's like a soulless bitch. Also, I mean, so so is Ginger for kicking the dog. But to be fair, the, Trina wasn't controlling it. And it was like trying to bite her. Um, right. So it's like, I can see I can see why Ginger would do that. But yeah. at the same time, if someone did that to one of my dogs, they, they would not be of the living anymore. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Just, Very hell yeah. The, there's something random that the, this interaction with Sam and... Bridget just made me think of because earlier you talked about um, how the sisters are like almost at least in the beginning film almost like asexual in their right. in how they are and it's I think what I love about this film is that it's almost like the other teenage boys could sense 
that Ginger was about to get her period because it's like the day she gets her period is when they first are like, oh, hey, she's hot. I want to bang her. Right. And I love that Bridget, even with her like relationship with Sam, is never shown in a sexual light because she has not gone through puberty yet. And I love that about this film. That's amazing. That's true. That is amazing. <laughs> Good that, call that, out. Definitely. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't even think of that, but it, it totally like it's the whole thing of who's the actual dogs in this film here, and it, it's oh, we all true. know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> Trina calling her revenge tends to her dog while they walk away. Bridget and Ginger are in the bathroom. Bridget asking her what's actually wrong with her. Ginger ignores her, asking her um, to say something, bursting into the the stall with Ginger. Ginger's shoulder is exposed. Hair is beginning to grow from her wound, and all Bridget can say is, whoa. She hilariously shares to Bridget that she um, can't have a hairy chest. That's fucked. It's like my favorite line of the movie. I love it so much. (laughs) Bridget says, no way, then recollects that she was bitten on a full moon and for her to think about it. Ginger starts to fake laugh while sarcastically yelling that she, that she is uh, taking her nightmare so seriously. Bridget looks down and she notices that Ginger is bleeding from her vagina. That's right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what happens, everyone. Just in case if you didn't know. Now you know. The way you said that. Ginger is freaked, mentioning that she... Just in case, if, if this wasn't weird enough for you already, the men who listen to this show. Ginger is freaked, mentioning that uh, what if she is dying. Bridget letting her know that she um, that they need to see the nurse. They go to the nurse and she reassures her. She reassures him that it is her period. Ginger is stammering while trying to tell the nurse that it was, but Bridget cuts her off by calling it a geyser. Ginger uh, side looks her, but the nurse assures them that everything um, seems everyone seems to panic on their first time. Curious, she asks how old um, they are since they haven't had periods yet. Ginger tells her that uh, she is sixteen and Bridget is fifteen, adding that she is that she skipped a grade. The nurse continues going over how the period process works, and Ginger, looking more and more pale, confirms that um, this is all normal. The nurse warmly smiles, going over the frequency of periods and how long the process will continue. Ginger scoffs, gives her thanks, and is about to leave before Bridget asks about hair and pain. Ginger kicks her to shut up, but the nurse tells her that this all also comes with periods. Giving her thanks again, she is trying to rush Bridget up, and the nurse stops them, letting them know that, they all, um, that they'll have to protect themselves against pregnancy and STDs while handing them condoms. I love this nurse so much. <laughs> She's my favorite She's so random great. side character. <laughs> She's so, so, so great. Cut to Pam doing the laundry and she comes across Ginger's bloody panties. Concerned and confused, she tries to spray the stained blood. Bridget and Ginger are eating. Ginger eating chicken wings whispers that she wishes they were baby legs. (laughs) (laughs) The morbidity in this movie. Yep, yep, Pam, yep. Uh, Pam comes out of the kitchen with with uh, a cake, congratulating her, telling her that she can <laughs> ask her anything. Ginger looks at Bridget, telling her that she is dead, but Bridget tells her that she didn't tell their mom. Pam looks at Henry, sharing that Ginger is a young woman now. He gives off an awkward smile to cheer it while she touches her daughter. Ginger revolts at the touch. This... <laughs> Did you get a cake for your first period? No, but I was also at Disneyland the first time I got it. So. Oh, man. Oh, okay. okay. You know, it's like yeah. a, a, a win-lose situation there. Right. Yeah. God, I would, fuck, I would freak. Man. Yeah, that was not a fun time. Yeah. Oh, man. 
the sisters head down into the room, Bridget arguing that she would uh, never tell her anything. Ginger rebuttals that she wanted to piss her off, Bridget letting her uh, let her know that she was that she wants her to be okay. She says that that is in that she just got her period. She um, has weird hairs. Meaning that she has that she has hormones, claiming that it may make her ugly but not a monster. Bridget questioning that she got uh, she got bit by big hormones. I mean, fair point. Yeah. Ginger <laughs> mm-hmm. yells that um, that is not from uh, that is not from what she thinks because they don't exist. Then she yells from uh, for Norman to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I love how they talk to this dog like it's yeah. pretty much their dog. They're like, Norman, <laughs> shut up. That's also a great name for a dog. It is. That's a fantastic name for <laughs> a dog. Such a great name. That is a fantastic name for a dog. Literally, there's probably four people who have my favorite names for dogs that are probably within our circle. It's you, yeah. myself, um, Amanda, because her dog Barlow. Oh, yeah. She's so cute, too. <laughs> oh, my God, so yes. Yeah. Barlow is adorable. Um, and... Uh, God, I'm blanking out on, on their name. Shit. Yeah, whatever. Besides the point. <laughs> uh, Bridget comments that he is probably barking at her. Ginger moving in closer uh, to her, asking her if she howled at the moon, um, kill shit, and change back this morning. Letting her know that it is it wasn't a silver bullet that stopped that thing. It was a truck. Bridget claims that she always blows off things uh, that she doesn't get. Ginger tells her uh, when it is bullshit. Bridget letting her know that there's something wrong with her because she is doing drugs with guys. That is the only reason. Ginger is about to leave, but she comes back calling her sister a monster. Bridget mocks her, but Ginger yells that she um, has always wanted to be uh, be her. Now, I don't know if... Because, Freddie, you're not a single child, right? No, no, I have a sister. Yeah. Okay. All right. I I have a brother, but my brother is seven years older than me. Mm. So I am pretty much was an only child. Um, but it... it I always wanted kind of like these teenage fights with my sibling, but I, I was 10 when he yeah. was a teenager. So that, I mean, <laughs> honestly, that's a huge part of why I love this movie, too, is because of their relationship. My sister right. is nine years older than me. So like you said, oh. it's basically two only children right. that like briefly share time in the same house. Right. Um, yeah. And so it's my cousins are much closer in age. And they so I saw... They actually, a lot of, their relationship was somewhat similar to this, but I feel like they got into a lot more <laughs> physical altercations. Sorry if you guys are listening and I'm outing you right now. Um, but like, so I, I've always been envious of that really close relationship because my sister and I didn't really become close until she had her first kid. Sure. So like that yeah. was very yeah. late in life. Right. Yeah. I know that that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause my brother and I, we're actually, we're not that close. We were closer when we were younger, but we weren't, we weren't that close. Um, Freddie, and you said like, you're, you're pretty close with your sister now, but you said before right. you, you guys used to fight all the fucking oh, time. Oh, all the time. I mean, <laughs> how far apart in age are you? Uh, we were uh, four years apart. Not that far apart. Oh shit. Okay. So yeah. So you're, you could have these arguments. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, um, you're four, she's older, right? Yeah. Like this arguments were like really nice. At least they didn't use weapons like my sister did, but it's okay. <laughs> Dang, I'm just kidding. Chuck master. <laughs> well, of course, I mean, we were like really close in age, but at the same time, like she would babysit me when we were like old enough where mm-hmm. she got old enough to have the responsibility of taking care of me. Right. Um, I don't know if she actually did take care of me. 
I survived. I'm here, obviously. But yeah. <laughs> Hold this corona. <laughs> uh, I gotta say, after all the fights and all the stuff, we're family. We love each other. Uh, we hang out now yeah. as like adults. We actually have like good conversations. We learn off each other, support each other, and try to be there for each other. So it all worked out. So you know what? That's nice. It's part of that uh, growing up. So yeah. they right. have that strong bond, even though they fight, right? And you see how yeah. dedicated they are to each other as well. Uh, even more so, like, kind of territorial towards each other as well as, like, taking care of each other in drastic ways. And you see that throughout the entire movie, too. So yeah. I would do the same for my yeah. sister. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's that very strong that love-hate relationship. Right. You uh, hate to right. love them. Yeah, you love to hate them. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh, it's there so it good. They're so perfectly they're, written. Ugh. They are. Yeah, they're... they're Spot on. And the casting, too, because their chemistry oh, yeah. on screen is, like, I believe that they're sisters. For sure. <laughs> so good. 100%. So good. With uh, Emily, uh, yeah, Emily Perkins mm-hmm. and Isabel. Catherine right? Isabel. Catherine Isabel. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, because American Mary. That's right. <laughs> that was, that was technically the first movie I saw her in. And then oh. I saw Junior Snap. This was my and first was like, one, and then I think my second one was Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> Oh wow! That's right, yep. she was in that. Mm-hmm. Shit! <laughs> I oh, I love that movie though. I watch it a lot. <laughs> really? I love it. I, I've only seen it like twice. I I, I should watch it again because I hear it's actually a lot of fun. But I remember not liking it, so that's the only reason why I've seen it yeah. twice. But I, I should really revisit it. I don't necessarily seek it out, but it's one of those movies where if I ever come across it, I'm like, oh yes, I'm gonna watch that because it's on right now. Every right. time, without fail. <laughs> that, that makes sense. Bridget reminding her that um, this is not her and Ginger sarcastically says that she is growing up and Bridget isn't. Bridget ending the argument telling her not to, not to let her hold her back or anything. Ginger telling her that she won't and leaving out of the room, slamming the door behind her. Oh, teenage years. <laughs> the next day, Bridget is circling the full moon on the, on the cycle calendar while marking Ginger's cycle. This is genius. <laughs> this is fucking genius. <laughs> She is also studying up on the history of werewolves, reading and watching movies uh, while taking notes. Um, she is. Uh, she looks at all the traces of Ginger's newly shedded hair in the bathroom until she starts banging on the door, yelling for Bridget to get out. She opens the door, shoves Bridget out, slamming the door in her face. Cut to Ginger opening the door to her high school with some sort of newly found confidence and starts to walk down the, down the hall while boys start whistling and catcalling, which, you know, cue the... Jennifer bodies yep. take away from, mm-hmm. from gender snaps. Basically, there. the exact same scene. <laughs> Literally, uh, she is. A, she has a slight smirk on her face, and marching down the hall, and her sister shows concern by Ginger's uh, newfound sense. Brid- Bridget is sitting on the bleachers, watching Ginger slam Jason to the ground viciously, kissing him while giggling. Damn, she slammed him hard too. Right, like yeah. she slammed him hard. I'd be, I would have probably been like, oh. Damn, no, I'm fine. I, like, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm okay. No, that hurt. Bridget leaves as in, is walking to the front of the school and, sla- and Sam spots her. He gets out of his van trying to get her attention, asking her if she has any smokes. She quickly tells him no. He pulls out a cigarette from his ear, asking if she has a lighter. She stops and starts going through her bag, grabbing the lighter. Sam gives his thanks, mentioning that uh, he spent a week of his life looking for her to give her to give him a second. She goes. She goes to this school that you totally know how to get to. <laughs> Why did it take you so long? Anyway, uh, he shows her to the. Uh, he shows her the Polaroid. 
that she dropped commenting that uh, they both saw it in uh, what the fuck was it? She tells him that she tells him that it it is excuse me. She tells him that it is what he hit. He smartly says that he knows, but repeats his question, letting her know that he uh, flattened an animal furry all fours. All fours could be anything, but here he is thinking lycanthrope. He comments that he's crazy, but Bridget asks, asks him if he if he isn't. Sam confirms that uh, that explains what she is running away from, slightly uncomfortable. Bridget tells him uh, that she she has to go, and she begins leaving the, the campus. Sam shouts, quote-unquote, what is your name? But she continues walking away. And I'm, I'm curious, did every high school kind of have this cool guy who was definitely older than everybody, and he would just kind of come around because he didn't really want to grow up and he would just hang out with the seniors of the high school. Like, I feel like every school had that guy. I, uh, I no. wouldn't say At he was, for me. <laughs> I wouldn't say he was oh, cool, good. but I dated one of those. Ah. And, and no <laughs> one told me that it was a bad idea to date him until after I broke up with him. And then they were like, Oh my God, I can't believe you went out with him. It's like, why don't you fucking say something when I was with him? <laughs> Great friends, guys. <laughs> Great friends. I did have that guy on, on our school. His name was Isaac. And uh, we all just felt really bad for him when we found out <laughs> that like he pretty much just lived in his car. And we were just like, God. yeah, Isaac, we shouldn't talk to you anymore. <laughs> Sorry, man. Um, cut to Bridget counting down the days on the calendar, crossing out October 22nd and hiding the calendar underneath her pillow. I love how this gives us our timeline, mm -hmm. right? We know that, cool, all of this is happening until Halloween. So I love how this is technically a Halloween movie, too. Yes. So, there you go. <laughs> she takes the covers off her head and slowly walks over to Ginger's bed. That rhymed. <laughs> like, like, what is this? Like, is this Dr. Seuss? She takes the covers off her head and slowly walks Ginger to her bed, slowly moving her covers, exposing her backside. She moves her panties down slightly, and she sees a growing tail out of her tailbone. Next day, she is telling, she is telling Sam... And he calls bullshit on it, offended that she is about to leave. But but he stops her. Asking, he stops her, asking her, "What does she mean?" She tells him to swear to swear that he won't call her a freak show. He swears, and she tells him that she is she is changing, telling him that it all ends the same. Silver bullet gun to her head. Breathing heavily, he tells her not to panic. But one of but one of his van one. His van did quite the number on the werewolf and to throw away the Hollywood rules. He continues that there there has to be a cure, otherwise there will be a lot more. Bridget tells him that um uh that it is like an infection from the inside out. And it's interesting that he says this that like there has to be a cure because there'll be a lot more or whatever. Uh because it technically that's not true because the main cuisine or the main choice of food for yeah. this creature was dogs yeah it, it, it didn't necessarily prey on humans um so yeah i, I think that was just like wrong place wrong time and the fact that she was bleeding was right. was why they were attacked i think if they exactly they hadn't been out at night where fresh kill happened and bleeding then they probably wouldn't have been attacked right <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so it it, it kind of which also makes me think that the werewolf probably shit, I think I just answered my own question. <laughs> the werewolf probably wasn't a human at all. It was probably literally just a dog that probably got bit by another werewolf and turned into an actual werewolf, which is probably why it preyed on that because Ginger hmm. did prey on dogs too. 
for a while, mm-hmm. and so did um, we'll get there. But I don't know. Interesting. Other Interesting. animals, you may say. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. Uh, he excitedly exclaims, biology, there's something you can sink your teeth into. He continues telling her that she is real, problems real, and the solution's real, not death. Sam mentions that he that when he started piercing, he got infections until someone uh, tells him to put pure silver, and it cleared up. He takes off his earrings, saying that the ancients thought the uh, the pure metals purified the blood. Bridget Smirking says that they also thought leeches did too. He tells her that they do. Before cutting to Bridget, walking towards Ginger at school, Trina remarks for her to uh, get her slut sister on a leash, while all her friends call her a freak. Freak on a leash. Got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it, it, it's interesting how they had all the innuendos of dogs or yeah. some type of animalistic something that is just inside most of these people's conversations anyway. Sorry. Which is I have very on par. A random interjection because I just remembered Please. that that werewolf had to have been human because uh, Sam mentions that it had an uncircumcised dick. That's right. What? Yeah. That is right. I forgot yeah. about that. Which I have to say, that part confused me for the first few times that I saw it because I was because he said, "Well, that would explain the uncircumcised dick," and I was like, "Wait, lycanthropy? What are you expl- talking about here? Lycanthropy explains why men get circumcised? I don't understand." And then I realized he meant there was one on. The werewolf. Right. Yeah. It took yeah. me a while. I was a little slow. That makes total Not sense. Not having a dick that made that hard sense. to connect in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, having one, it wouldn't have even helped. Right. I, I didn't get that. <laughs> I didn't get it too. <laughs> But yeah, that makes total sense. Uh, Ginger is making out with Jason and Bridget interrupts her, asking her um, for a word. She looks back at Bridget, asking if uh, if it is sorry. Um, she tells Ginger that it isn't. Ginger turns her attention about uh, turns attention back to, at Jason, smiling, um, saying, "Let's go." He, he's stoked and heads over to the driver's side of the car, getting inside. Bridget calls out to her, but she ignores her. Getting into the car, Bridget knocks on the window, yelling, "She is ovulating!" While all the other other kids start to cheer and laugh. Um, Bridget somberly walks away. Poor Bridget. <laughs> Cut to Bridget, um, teary-eyed at the dining room table, her mom placing a slice of delicious-looking cake on, in front of her, and that cake looks so good. <laughs> looks so good. I'm going to say the word that bothers mostly everyone. Moist. That cake looked moist. <laughs> Bam is letting her know that there is a confusing time for her sister. <laughs> Molly is dying right now. <laughs> For her sister, boy's body and trying to fit in. Thinking that uh, maybe if she thought uh, she could share more with her, she would she would be a lot happier. Smiling that Bridget turns uh, uh, Bridget's turn is coming up too, which is a fun foreshadowing as to what's going to happen to Bridget later. Uh, Bridget just looks at her wide-eyed. We jump to Jason and Ginger making, making out in his car, and things are getting a lot more intense. Windows aren't steaming up just yet, folks. Ginger's stomach started uh, starting to growl. She apologizes for it and begins kissing him even harder. He chuckles for her to slow it down, reminding her that they have all night. Apologizing again, she smiles while saying that she, uh, that he just tastes really good and begins intensely kissing him. He tells her uh, to just lie back and relax, but she repeats it back to him, causing him to dickishly ask, who's the guy here? And I was like, 
Oh, don't say that. <laughs> she slams him back, repeating the question while violently ripping off his clothes, causing him to shriek and shrill, asking, him, asking her to wait a second. Ginger starts to slowly transform, bones cracking and spine protruding, and she tells him that uh, he's, uh, he's hilarious and begins to devour him, leaving him to with crunching and screams. And I, I love how he's just like, like legit just screaming <laughs> like his life is in danger <laughs> when it makes it seem like that but then yeah. we get the concept later yeah. as to what actually happened but yeah uh, Bridget is in bed. Ginger is is just getting in in for the evening. Ginger begins to cry and Bridget calls out to her asking what happened. She asks if her, if her if excuse me. She asks if he hurt her and if he did if he did that she needs to tell someone while reaching out towards her. Ginger quickly runs into the bathroom. Bridget turning on the light noticing the blood in her on her hand. Ginger is in the bathroom vomiting blood. Bridget bursts inside seeing her sister slouched over the toilet. Ginger yelling for her to get out but Bridget stays um, asking her what happened. Ginger tells her that uh, something is really wrong with her while she is continuing to retch over the toilet. Bridget, uh, Bridget is asks again. Ginger tells her that she uh, gets this ache thinking that it is for sex but it's actually just it's actually she just wants to tear things apart um, she starts gagging again while Bridget asks her where she, uh, where is he um, Ginger hiccups that he's next door Bridget looks over the fence and she mentions that she killed Norman Ginger continues saying that he barked and um, she couldn't help herself asking her sister what she is what uh, she was supposed to do while Bridget is sanitizing Silver, Ginger is lying on, on the bed, um, uh, commenting that uh, the sex wasn't what she expected. He kind of just squirmed for a bit, and he was done. <laughs> I love that it, <laughs> at first you don't know if she's talking about him or the right. dog. It's right. so perfect. <laughs> it's so good because I totally thought he died, especially seeing this for the first time. I was like, oh, wow, this is definitely Jennifer's body. And they gave me that entire vibe, this entire scene. It's like, you see him get devoured. Uh, I, I, you guys can't even see what I just did. I just put quotes in the air. With my fingers. <laughs> <Your> air <quotes. laughs> um, and then essentially we see the whole scene where he, where, um, Megan Fox's character goes to Amanda Seyfried after the whole kidnapping of the band incident or the van where she's covered in blood yeah. and stuff like that. I was like, Oh wow. I think Jennifer's body took a lot away from this movie and kind of incorporated mm -hmm. in that movie as well. And now I know exactly what you guys were like referencing. It's like, <laughs> Oh, I get it now. I get ginger snaps. <laughs> I love it. Um, and it, it just works so well. And then you see the reveals like, oh, it's Norman. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it's Norman. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, it's, it's just the dog. I'm like, wait, it's not just a dog. It's Norman. Norman. But yeah, your boy Norman kind of bit it, but sadly. But yeah. <laughs> he just squirmed for a bit and he, oh, excuse me. Um, Saying that he is probably telling everyone how much of a freak she is. Bridget tells her that um, they will they will say uh, the same for him. Ginger letting her know that it, it won't work like that because he got laid and she was the lay. Bridget asks if, if she used something. Ginger telling her that she didn't. And she's like kind of nonchalant about it, right? Ginger turns, turns, on, turns on her back. Bridget get, uh, getting on top of her, preparing uh, to pierce her navel. Ginger asks her if she thinks uh, this will work. Bridget mentions that they uh, need to try something. Ginger asks her, um, "Where did they get the? Where did she get that ring?" And she tells her that she found it. Ginger claims that she uh, should be be with her on this too. Bridget prepares for the piercing, asking her uh, if she is ready. Ginger places her cigarette down, braces herself, and Bridget goes. God, this is so weird. Goes into it, and she's just 
poking and prodding and it, oh, damn. Ginger starts to writhe from the pain. Bridget mentioning that um, it is stuck. The probably the last thing you want to hear from <laughs> getting a piercing, uh, and for her to hold still. Um, Ginger yells for her to hurry up while her eyes are shifting to a bright blue. But Ginger gets the piercing in, asking Ginger how she, how she feels, and she can uh, uh, plainly say, "Wicked." And I love <laughs> the transition here. Like with the eyes mm-hmm. and and the teeth starting to now kind of sharpen a little bit. It's just oh, fuck. It's so good. Reminds me of like Michael Jackson's Thriller or something. Like it's just mm. it's such a fun, interesting transition. Yeah. Um. Cut their cu- um. Cut to their neighbor coming out to feed his dog. <laughs> Fucking poor kid. Norman calling for him to find his dog. Drop uh and to find his dog dropping the food and screaming from the sight of it. Back at school in the locker, Ginger is telling Bridget to hurry up while Bridget is telling her to hold still. She is tapping Ginger's tail. She, or excuse me, she is taping Ginger's tail um to her leg while making sure that nobody is coming into the locker room. Jason comes up to his friends on the bleachers and as they ask about um his beaten face, he tells them that Ginger rocked his world while smiling at them they all laugh and joke um if he got his period as well <laughs> uh, he looks down at his pants spotting a blood stain on them telling his friends um that it must be ink or something this this <laughs> right here is the most fascinating fucking shit ever and right. it's something so intriguing and and you get this a lot with like I don't know. I'm, I, I, let's talk about body horror for a second. Everybody, mm-hmm. Body horror is, is it's technically one of my favorite genres. It's my second favorite subgenre. And with body horror, it's something so incredibly fascinating about male, the I guess the male testosterone being forced on with estrogen mm. and forced to be a little bit more feminine. And it's something so fascinating to me about that. And you get this a lot in Alien, right? Mm-hmm. Where we had the man mm. who actually pretty much got impregnated yeah. by an alien. Right. The man had the birth and so on and so forth. And you get this also in the Mortuary Collection as well. And mm-hmm. I think the second anthology yep. or something like that. Yep. But it's such a beautiful way for you to kind of see this aspect of what would a guy do? If this was all just the tables were turned and, and, and just at the drop of a hat, like well, what would a guy do if the tables were turned? And it's so fucking fascinating. Yeah. Damn it. And it so still plays really well to the, um, the idea that this is some kind of infection that takes over your body. Right. Right. Yeah. And so it's, exactly. there's a really great duality because it's, it's almost like he has the curse. I also right, just did right. air quotes for that. <laughs> like he has the curse. Um, right. But it's since it's starting to change him from the inside, it's that's one of the manifestations of it is that he's exactly. peeing blood. Right. So good. It's so and if anyone good. deserves it, he deserves it. So that's true. 100%. 100%. <laughs> He also deserved it in Final Destination 3. <clears throat> what? <laughs> Meanwhile, Sam whistles for Bridget, Trina thinking he is whistling for her, but then he calls out to Bridget. Both Bridget and Ginger turn around confused, Ginger asking her uh, asking her if she got a boyfriend. Hmm. Does she now? <laughs> it's interesting that the only person who tr- tries to, I guess, sexualize Bridget is Ginger. Yeah. 
It's so interesting. She tells Ginger no and that she will be right back while walking over to him. He tells her that if Silver doesn't work, he has another idea. She asks him if he if he's on drugs, reminding him that she's in class. He lo- he looks around, sarcastically excusing himself for giving a shit, then walking back to his van. Bridget yells that she will come... Uh, come see him later and he tells her whatever while getting into his van. Ben mentions to Tim that, uh, that the sisters are really getting around while watching them both. Bridget goes back to Ginger telling her that um, he thinks she, she got bit but Ginger doesn't um, believe her claiming that her trust is ruined. She tells Ginger that, that he knows he knows stuff and he, uh, he wants to help. Ginger uh, shouts, shouts that he wants to get down her pants. While uh, walking out on the field, Trina comments uh, that that sluts run in the family. Damn. (laughs) Fuck. Trina's a bitch. Teenage girls are assholes. Like, dude. (laughs) Trina sets up with... Sets up with the balls, um, hits it, and her sister goes for it while Trina pushes her down to the ground. And I love how Trina knows who to pick on. Mm -hmm. Like, she definitely... She doesn't really pick on Ginger. Like she, she just had that one moment where Ginger was like, "Try it," but then once Ginger started getting all this confidence and shit, she was like, "All right, I don't know about that." Yeah, <laughs> she knows Ginger could kick her ass easily. Right. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Ginger growls and runs over to Trina, punching her, uh, punching her repeatedly in the face. And I guess Ginger finally snaps. All right, this is the end of Nightlight Horror. <laughs> Bridget is yelling no while others try to break it up and the and the teacher pulls them off, um, demanding that she goes to the, to the office. I love the slow transition of Ginger. Like now we can actually see her teeth being a little bit more sharp. She's actually starting to have canines. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just a really beautiful, I guess, duality behind the infection rate, I guess. She is inside Mr. Wayne's office, Bridget behind the door, him telling Ginger that there is a zero tolerance of violence in the school. Uh, cut to Jason using the bathroom and then screaming for being blood. He walks out of the bathroom, trying to cover up his stain on his pants. Bridget walks out, looking at him. He gets irritated, yelling that she is uh, looking... Um, what is she looking at? Blaming his red pen exploded um, to blame... And then... Uh, blaming that his red pen exploded into his pocket, then walks off. Ginger is telling Bridget that uh, this is incredible, asking Bridget for her camera to take a picture. Bridget stops, uh, telling her that she gave it to Jason, blaming her for having unprotected sex, and she infected him. Ginger uh, nonchalantly and sarcastically says, Oops. <laughs> uh, Bridget starts walking, letting her know that she uh, needs to see Sam and um, that he has an idea. Ginger claiming that she bets he does and for them to both both go. She tells Ginger that if she comes, um, she can't be weird. Adding, if she uh, gets that she lied, if he gets that she uh, lied, um, that uh, she is the one who re- who really uh, who she really is. Ginger cuts her off, asking her what, questioning a monster or a freak. Bridget tells her that if Sam um, thinks she dicked him around, uh, he will blow it off. Once again, I fucking love this, <laughs> this uh, whole thing of oh, their their jargon. I'm digging it. I love their slang. Ginger commenting that uh, she will behave. Cut to them in Sam's garden. Ginger sarcastically reciting Romeo and Juliet. Sam opens his door. Uh, Bridget apologizing for uh, for before, blaming it on someone um, hearing them. Ginger pulls her in close, claiming that she is just a little moody lately. That whole silver thing not quite working out. Sam ignores it, saying that it, it wasn't expe- he wasn't expecting company. Bridget letting him know 
that this is her sister and she knows. Ginger smiles at him and Sam very seriously shares that uh, uh, that if they come in, they didn't see anything. Ginger bursts through the door and Sam motions Bridget inside. Ginger moves on uh, um moves one of the curtains telling him uh, to smoke them up um, while he just mentions for her to get the fuck out. He's, she's like, why don't you smoke us up? He's like, why don't you get the fuck out? <laughs> <laughs> he turns his attention um, back to Bridget, uh, letting her know that he uh, has compared homeopathic treatments compared to the folklore while handling while handing her a book. Ginger is lying on the bed while Bridget reads the name of the flower. Um, gosh, hopefully I get this right. Un- whatever. Also asking her, asking him Lyco as in wolf. He confirms, um, letting her know uh, it is called Monk's, Monk's Hood. Yeah. I want to say Monk's Hood, but Monk's Hood. <laughs> Uh, cousin of Wolfsbane, except, except this is safe in small doses. It promotes white blood cell growth. Bridget asking him if uh, if he has if he has some because it fights infection. He lets her know that it is uh, perineal, um, it growing everywhere, but only in the spring. Ginger tells him that this is bullshit while uh, rustling through a magazine. He shares that he is growing it. Ginger jumping back back in that Bridget doesn't have uh, time for that, adding that she killed a dog already and she is growing a tail. Asking Bridget if she told him if she told him that. And it's like, damn. Dick She's giving up all the secrets <laughs> now, aren't we? Like, if, if I was him, I would probably be like, really? Can I see? Like, <laughs> like you're growing a tail? It's wild. Bridget comes calls out to Ginger to shut her up. Sam asking her uh, to confirm that she is growing a tail. She tells him that she is. Ginger uh, calling another uh, calling another wank job. Sam snatches a magazine out of her hand, asking her um, who does does she think she is. Ginger gets up, calling him a pervert, sharing Bridget's age. Bridget yells for, uh, for her to wait outside. Ginger looks at her and then at him, going over to Bridget, uh, telling her t- um, if he rapes her, don't come crying to her and letting her know that uh, she'll and let her know that she'll be home. Bridget tells him uh, that she is just freaking out. Sam ignoring it, letting her know that she uh, that he doesn't think think of her that way. Cut to Ginger shaving her legs, bleeding from from them when removing the newly grown hair. While uh, while kicking on the wall, she notices that that something is beginning to protrude out of her ankle. And just once again, I, I've always been a fan of kind of the shedding of your skin when you're becoming a werewolf. Like I, I always have found that to be just so, 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 so fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's just, man, I've always been a fan of the whole thing of it looking painful when you yeah. shed your skin, though. Like, I've always right. been a fan of that. Always been a fan of that. Which you would think it would be painful to do that. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I, yeah. I don't no, even you, like you, a paper you, cut. So shedding my skin totally oh my is God. not yeah. going to be fun. <laughs> like I say, right. uh, the symbolism in this as well, it's like her like peeling off her own skin is she's getting a new identity in the way too she's becoming mm-hmm. a different person so you got to look at that aspect too and it's one of those very insane body horrors and prince you've made me watch a lot of movies that do that thanks man appreciate it it's been fantastic um <laughs> but yeah it's it's one of those Wait things till we get to cronenberg oh <laughs> me, possessor. it's insane Oh, that was the son of Cronenberg. Wait till we get to his daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, we got the brood. We got Videodrome. Uh, trust me. Prepare yourself. But, yeah, I gotta say, <laughs> this movie does such a great job with the body horror it does in this movie. It, it's so subtle, but at the same time, it's so impactful. There's these subtle changes yeah. that's becoming more and more grand. It's like, wow, there's no turning back at this point. 
which I really yeah. appreciate yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Which, I mean, Absolutely. that's the same for puberty. Once right. once you start, there's no going back. Exactly. <laughs> right. You can't, right? Yeah. It, oh, man. Super interesting. Mm. Her mom comes into the room asking Ginger if she wants to accompany her to pick up her dad who was stranded at the supermarket from his dead car battery. Ginger's surprised and upset, asking her mom if she can knock. Pam, offended, tells her that she doesn't um, have anything that uh, she hasn't seen before. Ginger tells her that um, that's what she thinks, claiming that she is fat and for her to get out of here. Pam looks down at the magazine, telling her that she isn't fat, saying that the models are all on speed to look like that. Ginger yells for her to get out, and um, her mom leaves, telling her that she'll, she'll be back soon. Uh, Bridget is on her way home when Trina comes out of the shadows asking for her to give her her dog back. She tells Trina that she doesn't have her dog, Ginger watching and listening from inside the house. And I love how Trina was just waiting outside her house. <laughs> right? It's just like, and it looks like in her backyard even. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm pretty I sure mean, that was their backyard. Yeah, and granted, she's probably looking for her dog. Yeah. Right? And yeah, if, if I don't see my dog in your front yard, it's probably in your back. But it's just like, damn, like, this is super invasive. I would have called the cops. Be like, yo, I think this chick stole my dog. And, you know, the, maybe they're the ones killing dogs. Who knows? Like, I don't know. Uh, uh, Ginger watching and listening from inside the house, yelling yelling that she saw Ginger take him. Ginger tries to put Bridget down, telling her that Sam doesn't like her and um, that he only he he's just into virgins. Bridget ignores uh, that statement, letting her know that she is bleeding and for her to go home. Trina continues to cry, saying that um, if she is smart, she uh, wouldn't give him the satisfaction. Just once, somebody shouldn't give him the satisfaction. This makes me feel really bad for Trina. Oh, for yeah. sure. And, like, it, it kind of makes me kind of reevaluate how we should see Trina. Yeah. But... It's kind of like that whole thing in Mean Girls when Regina King, when Regina George, I was going to say Regina King, um, all hail though. <laughs> but uh, when Regina George um, finally at the end and she was just kind of like this misunderstood uh, girl who had a little bit more pent up testosterone that needed to get out with sports. Like it's just it, it's, it's so interesting that you kind of get this sense of um, empathy mm-hmm. for her. And I, I felt gen- genuinely bad for her. And I. I wanted Bridget to give her a little bit of a chance there, even though we didn't get that, but that's fine. I like what happened next. Bridget tells her to, to go go again. Trina calling her a slur. Then Ginger comes out and grabbing her. Um, and I love what Ginger says. She's like, hey, meat. I'm like, oh, damn. Just like fresh meat. All right, here we go. Trina is screaming for a while. Ginger is holding her, he- holding her head. Bridget is asking her, what is she doing? Ginger tells her that she doesn't know um, what she is doing and to call Sam, ask the pro. Bridget tells her to, tells her to play with her new friends and um, she will pl- uh, play with her while throwing Trina into the house. She grabs Trina again, complimenting on her citrus scent while Bridget is still trying to get her off of her. Ginger is smacking Trina on the head while um telling her to shut up and it's, it's so funny like shut up shut up <laughs> <laughs> just continuously smacking her on, on top of her head ginger uh ginger and bridget start arguing about bridget choosing sam over her as bridget is trying to explain this all to ginger she is she pulls out the belly the belly ring Ow. throwing it across the room telling Bridget uh, that she can't fix this while holding Trina she starts to throw up Ginger lets her go and uh, Trina grabs a knife telling them to stay to get back uh, Ginger is trying to uh, calm her down but Trina uh, slips on the spilled milk um, hitting her head on the counter 
Ginger checks to see if she is still alive, but she isn't. Instead of panicking, she starts to wonder about the blood pulling out of her head. The garage door begins to open, Bridget yelling for Ginger to get up. Their, their parents come, uh, come into the house, startling Pam at the sight, but Bridget runs over to take a picture. Ginger gets up smiling, Pam yelling that uh, she told them no more deaths in the house. Ginger tells her not to be mad, but adding, um, adding that uh, it is for extra credit. Pam letting, letting them know that it needs to be cleaned up in the next 10 minutes and walks off. Henry comes in. Um, Ginger showing her hand, telling telling him that um, it is corn syrup, asking him if he uh, wants some. Pam mentions that she should put the meat away, but Bridget tells him that she that she will do that for her. Pam is going to the freezer to the freezer. Bridget calling for her uh, calling for her right when she is about to open uh, put the meat into the freezer. Trina's dead body is showing, but Bridget asks her mom, "What do guys want?" Pam stoked. She's like, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> she drops the meat into the freezer without looking, smiling at her doctor and embracing her with a hug. Cut to her mom speaking to, with Bridget and Ginger with a platter full of cookies. I love how this mom dishes her news. Right. Yeah. Like, she just gives treats and shit. And I was just like, damn, I wish my mom would have taught me how <laughs> like the circle of life happens while eating cookies. Ginger sarcastically agreeing with her and Bridget uncomfortably thanking her mom. She reminds them that this is a school night and they need to go to bed. They get up and check the freezer. Bridget commenting that this sucks. Ginger agreeing that field hockey is going to suck now. Damn. Bridget asks her, uh, see, and even then, me not knowing that that's what that was, <laughs> that sport, I thought it was just she was talking about, like, the kids that played in the cul-de-sac. Oh, and I was just like, yeah. Because okay. they were playing hockey, right. too. Yeah. And I was just like, I thought that was just like, did Trina play with him and I missed that? <laughs> But now that I know, I just know I was I was a, a silly American. That's all. <laughs> um, uh, um, Bridget asks ask her uh, to get a screwdriver, and she starts chipping away at the ice, um, severing some of the fingers. They are trying to discreetly take her body into the backyard while Pam is looking into the magazine uh, for an article about, quote, why your daughter dates dummies, end quote. Henry tells her that uh, he thinks they are they are up to something. She tells him that they are just being uh, normal teenage girls. He asks why they all of a sudden in, why are they all of a sudden interested into what she has to say. She tells him to stay stay in his own little world because this one confuses him. Hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, the sisters in the shed shoveling the the ground. Ginger um, commenting on the worms in the ground, reminiscing about Ginger eating the worms. Bridget is hold, holding the flashlight, irritated and not looking at at or answering Ginger. Ginger tells her to dig for a while, um, causing Bridget to hold the light back up. Ginger, uh, excuse me. Ginger tells her that nobody ever thinks that th that chicks do shit like this, and to trust her that um, trust her that girl can, and trust her that girl can. I don't know why I wrote that. We'll ignore it. <laughs> Adding that they'll coast on how the uh, world works, then gets down to Trina asking Bridget if she thinks she's pr pretty. Bridget asks her, ask her if she uh, if she wasn't here, um, she would she eat her? Ginger laughs, telling her no because that's kind of like having sex with her. And I, I like how she's correlating that. Mm -hmm. Like it, right. it, it's an interesting correlation. Uh, Bridget mentions that uh, Ginger um, can't go out anymore. Ginger tells her that she that she can't stay in because uh, she will go mental. Um, 
Bridget comes up with with uh, making Pam think that she is at school and school thinking that she is homesick, making sure that she is that she, uh, there is no doubt in pinning this onto them. Then uh, they will dip out as far as in as far as far as way as possible. The camera slowly creaking through the uh, blades of grass, showing us the two severed fingers from earlier. Um, on the ground cut to someone stapling a missing person's poster of trina on a fence bridget is at school as the pa calls for the attention of the certain students who who will be assisting the police regarding trina's disappearance i, I love how we kind of get that context of them going into the school asking them all these questions and things like that and i i would have loved to have seen ginger talk to the cops I feel like that would have been really, really interesting. Oh, for sure. I feel like that would have been the but. end of the movie, though. If that, <laughs> <laughs> she was, she's not very good Fair at enough. hiding. That's true. At yeah, this all, point. all the things that she blurted out to Sam. Yeah, that's true. Just not, not the smartest, uh, smartest way of, of keeping all of that. Yeah, she doesn't have a great <laughs> um, filter going on there. Yeah, when people ask her questions, Ginger definitely snaps. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bridget is writing on a note about Ginger to the school on her locker while two dudes are talking about Trina being dead. Uh, once she is done forging her mom's signature, um, she goes back. To, she goes to a back room where Jason pulls her into a supply clo- a supply closet. He locks the door behind them, turning around, smiling, and he um, has all these welts on his face with sharp teeth. And it's funny because it's just like, ew, guy puberty. Yeah. Yeah. I love that they they literally show him basically going through puberty again. You assume yeah. again because he like he's all like pimply now and stuff. Yeah. And he basically so got his period earlier. It's it's so good. I love it. It's so, so, so good. Sorry. I'm like I'm like burning in my room and I have this jacket on and I can't take it off because I'm recording. <laughs> Jason asks her if, if Ginger is avoiding him while moving closer um, towards her, telling her that um, he is feeling pretty good right now, and he has a, a few questions for her. He grabs Bridget's face, whispering, whisper yelling, who taught you how to whisper, um, that he is growing a tail out of his ass, and he, um, he was con- wondering if she had a few tips on how to keep that quiet. She tells him that her, um, hurting her won't help. He starts sharing that he um, killed his own dog last night, asking what is he supposed to do about that. Bridget tells, tells him that he's going to be in deep shit. He slams, on, he slams her on the rack, telling her that he's already in deep shit, and he thinks she knows why. The janitor opens the door of the, uh, to the closet, asking them what is going on there. Jason runs out of the room, Bridget giving, giving her thanks and walking out of the closet. Cut to the Fitzgeralds, eating dinner quietly, Pam breaking the silence by asking Ginger how was school. And I love how mom just knows. <laughs> it's just like the eyes behind the back of the head kind of thing. She quickly tells her mom that she doesn't know uh, because she didn't go. Bridget telling her that um, they have have a field trip uh, that they ha- had a field trip today pam mentions that she doesn't remember signing any forms for a field trip ginger cutting her off asking her dad um if he could if he could teach her how to drive tonight pam tells her maybe next year ginger um asking her uh what if it never comes bridget calls out to her but pam tells her uh that mr wayne called them today wondering if she was feeling any better when uh she might and when she might come back to school adding that the police wants to talk to her about about a fight with the missing girl ginger ask her uh, ask her dad if she can be excused while getting up from the table and pam telling her that she may not bridget tells her to uh to wait and is about to go after her but pam pulls her back down um and i love how the dad is just still there just like <laughs> eating chicken and shit he's just like oh 
little entertainment for tonight. <laughs> uh, she asked Bridget um, about uh, what is going, what is going on right now. But she is distracted when she sees the monk's hood flowers. Um, she starts asking her mom where she got them from, and she tells Bridget from a craft store. Then sits her down, telling her she wants answers. Bridget tells her that uh, Trina tried beating her up because Jason liked liked them more. So Ginger beat her up, and that is all. Pam tells her uh, that. She is very disappointed, telling her that she does she does everything that Ginger wants her to, and that she should uh, really think for herself. Um, and I love how eventually it comes to that, right? Like it's just ah, oh, I love the survival aspect. Asking Bridget if she should uh, talk to Ginger, Bridget tells her that she thinks it is cool that she lets them figure stuff out uh, for themselves. She is stoked on the thought of that and wondered if that approach was actually working. Bridget bursts into the bathroom trying to show Ginger uh, what their mom had, but she notices that she uh, is trying to sever, sever off her tail. Uh, Bridget tells her to... Bridget yells for her to stop while Ginger is... Um, uh, saying that she is just going to take it off. Ginger is crying to t- and telling her sister um, that she killed her pets and that all she wants to do is tear things to pieces, adding that she can't be like this. Bridget um, shows her the monk's hood, uh, uh, telling her that she that they are going to find out tomorrow how to use it and then take off, shouting that she, that if she gives up now, she leaves her all alone and she wouldn't she wouldn't do that to her. Ginger starts to cry, apologizing, and she's and she is scared. And Bridget embraces her as she sobs. And now we're starting to see like how this is really affecting Ginger, mm-hmm. and how much of a curse this actually is for her. Yeah. So it's it's, oh, it's so interesting. I think it also does a good job of showing like the the wolfy side of her versus like the part right. of her that's still human. Right. And how that part is suffering while the wolfy part is the one that's because it's the stronger part is what we have been seeing for the most part. Right. It's the one that's being like nourished and yeah. whatnot. They're down for the they're down uh, for bed. Uh, Bridget holding a bat while she is trying to sleep. And I assume she was holding this bat for her protection against her sister. Right. right. Yeah. 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 Uh, the next day, their alarm goes off for Halloween. Ginger smashing it um, and getting out of the out of her bed to um, go into the bathroom. And I love this because now we know, like, oh shit, it's the full moon day. <laughs> and even though it's the daytime, she hasn't transformed, but she's now a lot more powerful. Bridget springs up to lock her into the bathroom with a wood plank. Ginger bangs on the door, asking her, uh, what the fuck is she doing while trying to bang out of the door? Bridget mentions that she has to find out about the cure, and this is the way uh, she won't be able to hurt herself or anyone else. Ginger starts yelling at her that she is going to uh, rat her out. Bridget tells her to shut up and wait for her. How, um, um, uh, Ginger is still screaming for, uh, for her to let her out. And, and I'm just thinking, like, where are their parents? right now like are they really that that's true deep in, in that basement for their parents not to hear all of or this? maybe it's very well insulated or that <laughs> or maybe they're at work like i could assume they're at yeah work, right? that's true uh bridget goes to sam's greens greenhouse walking through all of his spooky decor for, uh to his office um as she puts the monk's hood on the table surprised he asked he asked her uh where did she get it from i would have brought a few i'm like yo man <laughs> I'm gonna need you to make me like four of these. <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's yeah. do this. Um, she tells him that it doesn't that uh, she doesn't know if you smoke it or eat it, but um, uh, she needs to try it now. He sighs and comments that um, he thinks it would be 
it would have to be the direct route by injecting it. But he thinks that is a bad idea because neither of them know uh, what this does. She says that it can't be worse than being roadkill, but he continues telling her that uh, the dosage will be be a guess because there is no way to match it for metabolism, body, body weight, and there could be side effects. He ends that she can't try this alone, but she tells him that uh, her sister will be there for her. Meanwhile, Ginger is still in the bathroom, telling all, on the floor, crying at the door. Bridget and Sam, and I love how the tale is just slowly kind of like <laughs> jolting. <Right. laughs> Uh, Bridget and Sam get to work on creating the concoction to be injected and Ginger is scratching at the door slamming her fist to get out the drug is completed and the syringe is ready Sam places the lid on the needle telling her to understand that she may kill Ginger trying to save her shocked she questions him in, uh, as he, and he asks if this is for Ginger letting her know that the worst case scenario is that she, she will be uh put out of her misery and she needs to be prepared for that he concludes telling her um to try to come tonight she nods her head and takes a syringe leaving his workshop she makes it back back home notices that the door to the bathroom is off the hinges meanwhile ginger is at school at the school asking jason's friends if they've seen him one of them is commenting on her having a little bit of blood on her she smirks and asks um if they are going to the greenhouse bash tonight they tell her that they are and she just says good and that she is in charge of the prices and of the prizes and uh they could be a winner and <laughs> And I love how like she's like unbuttoning her shirt or undoing her shirt or whatever, and she's like, "Oh, <laughs> Mr. Wayne comes up and calls for her to go into his office." Bridget is running down the street, but uh, she he- uh, she hears a kid screaming for help, yelling for someone to let them go. Um, she starts running in that direction, and it is Jason, and she uh, bravely tells him to like let the kid go. Uh, she pulls out the syringe. He turns He turns around with a smile and he tackles her onto the ground. She takes the syringe and injects it into his neck. He laid out, uh, he's laid out on the ground for a bit, but then gets up seemingly normal, telling her that uh, he has to go because he has a class. This is the scene yep. that I fucking hate. It's, though, I understand that it's important, an, an important scene, like, mm, but... So poorly executed. It, the way it's shot... To me, it it reminds me of an episode of Goosebumps. Oh, yeah. It's wow. like the way okay. it's shot and it's like so melodramatic in the angles. Right. And I'm sorry, the, so the little kid actor is not very good. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> like so the combination cheesy. of all these things makes it so bad. So that's yeah. that's one of the two things I hate. I'll just say the other thing right now, since we already will have known for anyone's watch. Bridget's wig. Right is so bad so bad and at one point like later on she's gonna fall down the stairs and in the movie you can see it and move it's forward, smooth forward. Oh, no. <laughs> it's so bad it is so bad yeah uh i'm right there with you on that um yeah this reminds me of a disney channel movie scene yeah right here. for sure i, I just yeah. was not a fan of this particular scene it's the luck all. of the irish all over again <laughs> That movie's great. What are you talking about? No, I know. Just I kidding. love all those movies. Actually, it's probably more like the 13th year if we're going to compare it to. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, that's another fair. great movie about like the symbolism of like puberty. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Oh. I just realized that now. Right. Oh my god! <laughs> Should we make a Disney podcast? Uh, Bridget makes it to the school, and she is immediately being called into the guidance office. Uh, she goes to the door and waits outside for a moment, and then knocks on the door. She is pulled into the room by Ginger, telling him that uh, he he wanted to call Pam. Mister Wayne is mangled and clawed on his on his desk. Ginger is continue uh, continuing to talk, but she is muffled as she looks at their counselor laid out on his desk. Um, she tells Ginger that she didn't portray her oh excuse me um uh mr wayne is mingled on the claw desk ginger is continuing to talk but she is muffled as she looks at their counselor um she tells ginger that she didn't portray her and she tells bridget that she locked her up um and i love the once again the shifting of the eyes one eye regular one eye fucked um <laughs> <laughs> Bridget tells her that she needs to get this fixed, and Ginger asks ask her why so she can uh, go to jail for the rest of her life. Uh, she tells Ginger that she that they need to wait until everyone leaves and they clean clean this up somehow, um, adding that she thinks she fucked fucked up enough. I have this thing in my head right now, and I just need to get it out. It's a complete tangent; has nothing to do with this of what we're talking about. But you know what movie is fucked up? Nineteen Twenty Two Freaks. I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Pam is planting and Henry finds the two fingers. Pam picks them up, telling him uh, that they are fake. Um, she puts them into a container and then and then the fridge. Why are you holding on to those? So, uh, well, she I, re I remember she thought that they were the fake fingers, right? Um, I don't know. I would throw them away. They could buy more. <laughs> she puts them in the container, show, sighing from uh, from what she fears is true. And I love it because she's just like, she knows yeah. that her daughter probably killed that girl. <laughs> and like, man, I love it. Meanwhile, everyone has left the school. Bridget tells Ginger that she is going to find something to clean this up and for her to stay there and lock the door. She finds the janitor's cleaning equipment and takes it. The janitor comes out of the cl uh, closet, uh, moving some trash and uh, is about to go inside Wayne's office. He jingles the keys and tries to open the door, but the, but it is slammed closed a couple of times, but then slowly opens up for him. Bridget is uh, coming down the hall and sees the janitor panting um, and crawling down the hallway, clawed. <sighs> felt so bad for I him, know. Dude. I like, like I said, he's, he was always so dude. sweet. Right, And then yeah. for her to do that, it makes me very sad. Yeah. Ginger comes out into the hall with a smile on her face, picking the whimpering man up, mocking and puppeteering him. She yells for Ginger to stop, but she throws the man from locker to locker, Bridget yelling that he hasn't done anything, but Bridget, but Ginger tells her uh, that sh uh, she doesn't like the way he looks at her, smashing his head into the emergency fire hose behind glass. Ginger's lips start to quiver um, as she moves closer to, uh, to his wounds on his neck. Ginger looks at Bridget, telling her um, that he found her and... Um, and she had to. Bridget yells for her to go to uh, to hell. Then the uh, then the man starts to gurgle. Bridget mentioning that he's not dead and she infected him. Bridget is trying to convince her that uh, he can that she can help him, but Ginger plunges her her head. Oh, excuse me, plunges her hand into into the man's chest. Bridget commenting that she likes it, and she's like feeling it all on her fingers, and she's digging oh, yeah. it. Yeah. 
Ginger tells her it feels so good, like touching yourself, comparing the, the this urge to an orgasm, telling her that she feels she feels like she could do do about anything. She moves closer towards Bridget, whispering that it is almost like uh, they aren't uh, related anymore. Bridget tells her that she's uh, fucked, and Ginger uh, throws her to the ground, crawling on on top of her. Um, that uh, she would love it, and they would be a pack. Um, just like before, Bridget tells her that she would rather be dead than uh, than what she is. Ginger shouts that they had a, that they have a pact, repeating their mantra: "Quote out by sixteen or dead in the scene, but together for fucking ever." End quote. Ginger saying that she said uh, she would die for her, but Bridget reminds her that she uh, said that she said she would die with her because she had nothing better to do. Ginger tells tells her fuck her too, telling her that she doesn't want to go back to being a nobody kicking her while telling her to stay away stay um out of her stay stay out of her way gosh i'm having trouble reading right now Min, uh mentor mentioning that uh she will tell sam hi for her pam is digging in the shed and yelps from her discovery bridget is running down the street trying trying to get cars to stop her mother stops for her Pam asking her asking her where her sister is, and Bridget tells her that she is at the county greenhouse. She tells Bridget to get into the van, showing her the container of the severed fingers. Cut to the party of the at the greenhouse. Ginger coming in, inside like uh like a straight up boss. Like she's just like coming inside like confident shit. Hair's all changed. Fucking looking like. A vampire from Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> looks true. Cool. Kissing one of the boys uh, on the way uh, to Sam's room. She says hi to Sam and, uh, and he asks uh, where Bridget is. She tells him that she has cramps, but she says hi. He asks her if she wants to buy something and she tells him or something while undoing her shirt, moving closer towards him. Pam and Bridget make it to the party, Pam sternly telling her to get Ginger. Bridget tells her to explain, but Pam cuts her off, telling her that uh, they have done a terrible thing, um, but they are her babies. Letting her know that they can they can leave, but nobody is going to take them from her. Going over a plan to fill the house with gas and light a match. She was fucking down, dude. <laughs> Oh, like, yeah. yeah, she was just like, my kids are not going down for this shit. Like, I'm gonna protect my kids. You could tell she was a little crazy. Oh, for sure. Like, like from the beginning, she True. was not oh, yeah. all there. So that, like, it's shocking, but then you also are like, oh, yeah, I mean, I could see that. Right. <laughs> and this is yeah, all in the fact where it's like, I don't even know that my child is turned into a werewolf. They just seem like the children that would kill the high school bully. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll protect you because of that. But she doesn't really know what's going yep. on. She's doing this on the aspect of like, no, my kids just killed someone. I kind of knew it was going to happen. So it's time to kick into mom mode and just Those cover it up. Eventually. It's like, oh, those <laughs> oh. kids. Shit. Those darn kids. My uh, my battery is about to die. Um, can I go no, grab my cord real quick? <laughs> yeah, go, okay. go ahead and grab your do cord. You want, I'll continue. Do you want, okay, okay. No, no, no. Keep it, keep it going. Okay. No worries. Bridget tells her what in, and that they will start fresh, just them. She asks about dad, and Pam tells her that they will all uh, just blame her. Bridget tells her that this that this isn't their her fault, and she starts to cry, nodding her head that it is her fault. She tells her mom to lock the doors, and she leaves out of the car to head inside the party. Meanwhile, um, meanwhile, oh man, my wife is actually not feeling too well right now. Uh, yeah i'm gonna go ahead and overdrive this a little bit everybody um so i can tend to my wife um 
sorry, everybody. Give me one second here. Do 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 do. Yeah, da da da. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, she tells him to uh, to make him and he remind uh, to make him and reminds her of her sister, but she starts to kiss him. Bridget goes into the office and Sam yells for Bridget to uh, get off of him, pushing her off off of him. She calls him a jerk and he apologizes while t- while telling her uh, to get up. He goes he goes to help her, but she twists his arms and throws him um, to the other side of the room. Bridget comes into the room yelling that if she wants her to stop hurting everybody else and take her, uh, Ginger yells t- yells that she doesn't want want her and she doesn't know know. Her her she doesn't know her uh bridget grabs a knife and sam tells her not to she takes the knife and slices her hand and goes up to ginger telling her that she uh wrecked everything that isn't about her she then slices her hand while uh, then slices her hand while joining her hands together she tells she tells bridget that she she knows she is but wonders that she is wonders what she is and tells her that uh they have to go pam gets gets out of gets out of the car and um, heads inside the party to uh, look at her daughters. Bridget notices her mom while they run into the back door. Ginger says that she uh, can't while her voice is being uh, is beginning to shift, saying that uh, she she's turning too fast. Sam hits her hits her in the face with a shovel. Bridget <laughs> yells that uh, that uh, I know right. Bridget <laughs> yells, "What did he do do that for?" Uh, letting her know that the cure works and there is more at the house. This is the only way uh, she was able to uh, get her to come back with her. Sam starts yelling, um, how was he supposed to know that? While Bridget goes to check on her. I love that. She tells him to help her help her get into the truck and drive and drive them home. He agrees as long as, as she uh, rides in the back. They are driving and Bridget is starting to get chills. Sam telling her that this is nuts and she needs a doctor. She shows him her she shows him her hand and uh, that is already healing. Sam mentioning that Ginger um, could have killed her. Bridget tells him that she needs her. Sniffing, she tells him uh, to get home, cure her, and then cure herself. He asks her that he asks her then what she tells him then they run and he uh tells her that she is kidding herself they hear ginger in the back coughing and bridget turns back around ginger is in the back of the van gurgling blood oozing out of her mouth and she is transforming into a werewolf they make it into their house and this looks so fucking cool <laughs> they make it into their house sam pulling the van into the garage telling him that uh she will be right back um asking him for the syringe bridget uh calls out to the dad calls out to her dad but no answer. Sam lets out an oh shit looking at the back door of his vans um, saying that he might he uh, meant to fix that. Uh, the van door is slightly ajar. Bridget asking if she got out. He looks into the window um, but he's not sure. The sounds of girls and crackling um, uh, can be heard. He asks for a flashlight. He turns it on and Ginger bursts out of the back of the van sending them both flying backward. Ginger runs into the house. Sam shouting um, that um, it is her sister. Bridget says that uh, the monk's wood is inside. Him claiming that she is out of her mind and she uh, tells him not yet and they both um, head inside the house. The house is thrashed. Claw marks but they move slowly through the house until there is a bang on the wall causing Bridget to look in, uh, look at their childhood painting. Another bang and the painting falls um, to the ground. Sam asking, where the fuck is she? They head inside the kitchen. Bridget telling him that they need to do this fast. And he springs into action looking for the tools he would need while she grabs the plant. Bridget is looking too... 
Bridget isn't looking too well, and she tells Sam that she can't feel her hand. They hear another bang above them, and they move into the pantry cl- uh, closet to finish creating the concoction. She whispers, uh, she whispers alcohol while pointing uh, to the while pointing above them. He grabs it, telling her to start cutting out cutting up the buds they begin making the creation bridget hearing something asking him what uh was that um but there is silence he tells her that they need to keep going and they continue she she takes the syringe sam asking uh where she uh asking her how about he takes it uh, how about she takes it and they get out of here? She tells him she tells him and no, and he continues filling filling up the uh, syringe. He tells her to let him do it then because she can hardly move. She tells him no, but he continues. He but he tells her that she can't do it by herself. He will take the needle. She leads. Uh, she leads Ginger into the living room and they are done. She agrees. He takes the syringe. He tells her to. He tells her that he is going. And she tells him to be careful. He slightly opens the door and Ginger grabs him and starts mauling his body, slamming it repeatedly into the door over and over again. Once it stops, the door opens up uh, slightly, but it slams shut with another growl from the werewolf. I fucking love this. (laughs) It's so intense. So brutal. Oh, yeah. So brutal. Um, And we're almost done, guys. Uh, sorry, Molly. While you were gone, I did mention that my wife isn't feeling too well, so I'm like blazing okay. through this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my apologies. Uh, Bridget turns off her light and tries to control her pa- her panting as the creature growls on the other side of the door. Once it stops, and comes out of the room with labored breaths. She sees the carnage surrounding surrounding her kitchen and the syringe on the ground. She picks it up, pointing the light towards the towards the room of the basement where the blood leads. She slowly is going down the stairs, but she is getting more and more dizzy, falling down and losing the syringe. Coming back to her senses, she looks around the room, but she sees the trail of blood around the corner. She goes back for the. Uh, for the monk's monk's uh, hood, uh, but she hears Sam scream. She calls out to him and starts moving towards the blood. Sam is in the hallway, bloody face and labored panting as Ginger is growling right next to him. Bridget calls out to her and the werewolf growls at her. She drops the flashlight and crawls over to Sam as he gasps for air. Ginger is growling at her and Bridget tastes the blood that is on the ground, then continues to eat it as Sam sits there with them. Bridget starts gagging and spits out the blood and Ginger starts to growl. As she tells her sister that she uh, can't can't he um and she won't ginger snaps his back his neck excuse me ginger snaps his neck and um <laughs> ginger, uh, and bridget starts to run as ginger starts to chase her through the downstairs area bridget runs behind something and she is not able able to get bridget so she gives up for now bridget moves through the uh, crevices and she and sees the syringe she tries to carefully go for it but ginger comes back out trying uh trying to break through to get her sister bridget is able to get the syringe and she starts um kicking through the sheetrock and crawls inside but ginger is no longer behind her trying to catch her breath she quickly moves into their room moving furniture towards the door and locking their room. She grabs the knife in their drawer and moves back out of the uh, hallway where a low growling can be heard. She looks in that direction as the chesty growl comes closer and she moves backwards. Ginger slowly crawls um, crawls her way into the room, Bridget trying to convince her that it is her, but Ginger is moving closer and closer towards her. She holds out the monk's hood, um, asking Ginger if she wants it and the growling creature um, while jo- uh, jolting forward, causing Bridget to fall backwards. Bridget yells that she isn't dying in this room with her and jumps on the bed as Ginger grabs her snarling 
and growling. Uh, uh, excuse me. As Ginger grabs her, snarling and growling, uh, wondering why Ginger isn't trying to kill her. Bridget notices the knife that is impaled into her side. She throws Ginger on off of her and moves to sit um sit at the wall, looking at all of the pictures together of them together, accepting her sister's fate. She begins to cry and notices the syringe in her hand. She looks back at Ginger's dying new form, and she starts to sob. Moving closer to her sister to lie down on her slowly breathing body until it stops. This is such a powerful death scene. Such a powerful, powerful death scene. She starts to lightly sob as we see her on top of Ginger, and then credits. What a fucking beautiful movie. And I also love that that shot is like essentially the same framing as one of the first times we see them together when they do the out by 16 or down the scene and hold hands. That's like the same framing as when she's with her sister. She dies. It's so good. That's so magnificent. So (laughs) So, so magnificent. Oh my goodness. But let us know everybody what you thought of gender snaps over on Twitter at goodnightlife. I'm actually going to be doing the facts the movie facts at the end of the credits. Um, so just a little heads up for everyone else there. But our next month is going to be Toxic Relationships Month uh, because Valentine's Day. Why not? Uh, <laughs> but we are going to be starting with the film Unsane, which I'm actually very excited to chat about. But thank you, um, Molly, for joining us once again. Yes. It's been an absolute pleasure. You are definitely more than welcome to come on back to this show you have been an absolute blast we actually got to get you in here for an interview one of these days so we definitely got to set that on up but this was nightlight a horror movie podcast i was one of your hosts prince also known as head knight and alongside me we had freddy always keeping this poopy also known as Nighty Night, our efforts to get our show out is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more ghoulish nights. Rating us with five stars is very helpful, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone who would actually enjoy it. You can further support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife. That's like with a what? By pledging on Patreon, you have access to the show at free and early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. An episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight. <laughs>